0: recording here we go here we go
1: (laughs) (laughs) games camera here we go this song's a classic. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the now you're playing with podcast, the podcast where we I'm um, talking about Brett and Weston. It's and, true. And a guest. We got uh, a guest. Sometimes a guest. We go through the Nintendo Power magazines, one volume at a time. We are currently uh, uh, where are we? The volume twenty six. Twenty six. We're in nineteen ninety one. Finally. Still in Nintendo games that I've never played, but uh, we're getting there. We're almost at the Super Nintendo, so I'm, I'm pretty psyched. Uh, but yeah, so I'm Brett, a uh, little uh, big old comedy boy, uh, joined by Weston. I'm a
0: great, even bigger comedy
1: boy. Yeah, I, uh, I think I gotta call myself little and, and be big. But uh, so. I,
0: I, what am I saying? I don't do live comedy anymore. I'm a writer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: I, Close I, enough. Yeah, I, I think I'd still say I'm. Um, I'd, I'd, I'm never gonna escape um yeah, it's a thing you are forever yeah, I mean, you, right? com- you don't have it doesn't have to be like if you're right comedy right you could you'd still be a big old comedy boy right
2: well yeah. you can be a fan of comedy sorry i didn't yeah, know if i was yeah. allowed to no, talk yeah, that's fine you you you're right intro we're pretty, we're pretty uh what? we yeah what's uh uh and then, yeah we're joined by <laughs> oh george saba uh i'm a medium-sized comedy boy <laughs> yeah uh, just right that's what i'm talking about i because i'll do the i guess i write mostly but i also still i perform that's right. Um, catch me around town. Great. Do you yeah, write, if you're in LA, do you write comedy or is? Uh, uh, yeah, I yeah, I'll say I'll say yes, and I won't get into it. This okay. feels like not the podcast oh. to explain my brand. Oh, this. we well for the record, we are never on topic. good. Okay, yeah. okay, okay.
0: honestly, like two minutes in, and we've actually explained what the show is called correctly. Introduced ourselves. Yeah, we are so
1: significantly more on track than we normally
2: are. This is like
0: four uh, or five minutes so faster than normal. So yeah.
1: What's your deal?
2: well, I guess in my mind, I was like oh it's it's not to keep us on track. I was sort of braced to not talk about uh Nintendo Power <laughs> very much at all, um, but I, I meant it more as like, oh it, it sounds pretentious if I like explain my brand or like um, sort of how I want to explore genre in a space in it. my writing." Tell uh, well, good on you for
1: being for being aware of how you sound. And- sure. Uh,
2: it's, the, the industry we live in is fully a curse. Um, I personally
0: get really excited when I'm in a conversation with somebody and it's like, it's that time and I'm holding my drink in front of me with two hands and the person is going, I try to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, that's great. I try to do A, B, and C. And they're like, that's great.
2: Yeah. Sorry, your word was you get excited for when that happens.
1: Yeah, Weston likes that. It's the routine. Uh, uh, It's comfortable.
2: I I don't know. I I always feel like
1: I get uncomfortable when I'm like having like an autopilot conversation, and I think in this industry a little bit, I can feel like I'm having that autopilot. Like where I'm like, we're all fucking, we're having the same goddamn conversation we've all had before, and yeah, uh, I was. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, okay. So before this, wait, this, Hang on, I have an anecdote. Oh, sure. Yeah, wait, what do you got?
0: <laughs> I was at Austin Film Festival last year, and um, one of the things you can do at AFF is you can go to a round table, and what they do is they'll have like seven tables, and each table will have kind of a VIP person, like one of the panelists or whoever. So it'll be like Meg Lafave who produced The Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys and, you know, written all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, she, she wrote uh, Inside Out among other things, but like, yeah. And then they'll rotate. And I remember I was sitting at one of the tables cause there was a couple of people in the, the event that I wanted to meet. And this writer dude uh, this kind of big kind of awkward writer guy sits down near me. And uh, the, the next VIP that sits down is like, let's just go, let's, this is gonna be really laid back. I, I just want to go around the table. Tell me who you are. Tell me why you're here. Like what you, what you're out to get from this. And everybody's going around, and I I kind of said, you know, it got to me. I'm like, I'm Weston. I wrote, you know, co wrote this pilot with a friend of mine. It's about X. And uh, the, the big guy just goes, Ugh, I want to read it.
2: <laughs> oh, that's that That's nice. kind of flattering. That's like, is nice.
0: this begrudging? Like, okay,
2: fine. I'm interested. You've piqued my curiosity. It's it's funny. I like, I have a memory I cite as like the opposite thing of I. Um, <laughs> Like it, at the start of the pandemic, I was making jam and selling it over Instagram. Okay. I was still working. I didn't know
0: that that's awesome.
2: yeah well i uh, I guess I can plug myself. I do a restaurant pop up in Los Angeles called Virginia Moss. Um, the next one is May 15th. I don't know when this will come out, but uh, micro plug, but all this to say, I like cook and do a lot of food stuff on top of like the entertainment industry bullshit totally. um. And I remember my girlfriend at the time, when she would, like, talk about me to people, she was more excited to say that I made jams <laughs> for a living than to say I was, like, a development executive or whatever I was at the time. Because um, it's just, it's so shameful, I think, to say your industry, or, like, to I, talk about it, at least here. I, uh,
1: I, for sure, and I, I think, it, for me, it's, like, I'm insecure about it, so I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll not bring it up ever and right. uh, I think I think that's for me, out of insecurity, and like uh, because, like especially being oh, yeah. from the Midwest, like it was because, uh, like I don't know, I feel like I'm a pretty like grounded and rational person, but like I think I got, mm. I always got, or well, maybe would you disagree? No, I'm just teaser. Uh, Where in <laughs> the Midwest are you from?
0: You're fairly rational, yeah. Uh,
1: Illinois, surprisingly so. <laughs> Where in Illinois? Uh, uh, Roscoe. So it's like it's kind of on the Wisconsin and Illinois border, oh, yeah. uh, a little north of Chicago. But I don't know. I just feel like I felt the wrath of like. Uh, Midwestern dads rolling their eyes when I said I care about this stuff. So, and I, I think I'm still a little hurt from that. It's funny. Should I've...
0: open a tractor factory. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just like I don't know, and I, I'm sure a lot of it is me even projecting on them. But I I, like, I do think that was some responses. And
2: I uh, I'm from the Midwest, also. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, cool. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like again, and not, I feel like I'm constantly like negating both your experiences. Like I'm having the opposite world, uh, but it's like I found that they're they're more interested in it i think to a degree like so, i can't yeah. get too niche and specific i always go like more vague and like the peak of curiosity because they just want to hear about celebrity gossip um oh yes yeah, yeah but all this to say like I, I think they're charmed by someone who isn't uh starting a tractor factory or working at the old mill totally and the, the, the novelty it probably-
0: of it
1: yeah uh, I'm probably projecting on that stuff. I actually think because, like, I, same even with my friends, I'm like, oh, they fucking think I'm stupid, and uh, they, they're constantly very supportive. And I'm like, oh, okay, like I, I, I was, I, I do think it's an
2: internal thing for me, which I think is also very indicative of like, I don't know. I think when we're surrounded by people who are constantly like, it's not a competition, but it feels like that way. Totally, and it's like so much of. It, being i guess an artist on the macro is like i'm putting part of myself out there please like it and i'm gonna assume you hate it to protect myself yes absolutely yep. yeah
0: yeah because you can't actually be vulnerable if you've already decided that
2: and i get like super like, like, like
0: everything i make is garbage totally hi yeah. i'm weston everything i make
1: <laughs> i can get way too high of expectations too like I, my my the reaction i want from everyone is to say that was the best fucking thing
2: I've ever seen and yeah. like that's
1: so fucking near not not a healthy expectation or want
2: right yeah you you're living on extremes yes it's absolutely. uh something uh my therapist once said to me is like you shouldn't drive strive for uh happiness because that's an extreme you should strive for like daily contentment like you're just Whoa. I'm like satisfied yeah and it's like yeah because you can't expect to operate on a high 24 7 totally yeah that, that makes a lot of sense that's that's an interesting quote
0: Yeah, I I really struggled. There's a part of me that at the time really didn't want to understand that, but that's so wise. It's good. Yeah, ended on a real note. That's great.
1: Yeah, look at that. We're we're digging deep, Uh, and then it's into power podcast. Uh, Yeah. So for the cover of this one. The cover, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: here. We're here at the cover. It's uh, it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, based on
1: the Kevin Costner movie. The non-comedy one. This is not the Mel Brooks. Yeah, this is not uh, no. uh, Men in Tights. <laughs> Which I'm curious. Have any? Have you guys? Did you guys ever watch Men in Tights? The Mel Brooks one. I
0: just watched a clip from it where Robin is fighting a guy on a little bridge over a creek with bow staffs, and the staffs keep breaking, and they keep fighting with smaller and smaller bow staff staffs. <laughs> I didn't think I, I didn't like it. You didn't like
1: it. <laughs> I didn't okay, think it was funny. Okay, because I'm curious if that movie holds up. I haven't seen it since I was a kid.
0: Based on that clip, I don't think it does. Ah, but that sounds funny to me.
2: I only remember the part where one of the characters' name is Blinken, and then they say A hey, Blinken, and it sounds like A hey, Blinken, and that is the joke of that m- moment. That's huh. all I retain from that. I don't I don't even know if I watched it, to be honest. <laughs> okay, sounds like maybe you did <laughs> I remember
0: I like Mel Brooks. I appreciate that his comedy is not necessarily my cup of tea sometimes, but maybe the
1: movie is funny. Uh, George, what would you say? You're like brand, uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, post much, uh, uh, do you, do you you like absurd (laughs) stuff or is that not your cup of tea?
2: No, I I like it all. I think generally I'm very underwatched and, uh, undercultured when it comes to like, especially movies and like having seen stuff. Same. Um, and it, like, it does force me to reckon like, what am I ingesting otherwise? How often do you go to the theaters? Rarely. Maybe once every other month. I am on Letterboxd to like get myself to watch more movies. Okay. Um. Do
0: you just leave reviews, but not for things you've seen?
2: I used to do that (laughs) when I first got it. And then I was like. It is kind of like I think it's more interesting to treat it as a diary. Um, I, I don't know what Letterbox is. It's a it's a social media where you log the movies you've seen. I would contend it's the only ethical social media. <laughs> interesting. Okay. I think you would like it. I think get on. It's very. It can be very silly and also very insightful. Cool.
0: There, there's some real chaos energy to some of the stuff I see on Letterboxed.
2: It is like, it's the stuff of like people will review like Spider-Man No Way Home and the review would be like, this would kill a Victorian child. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's set like a social media. So you're like following people
1: and you get their re- reviews. And yeah. Stuff?
2: And you see what they've watched and stuff. A big one. I think I'm sure this is like a meme that came up from somewhere else, but a lot of people will review a movie and just be like, this happened to my buddy, Eric.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's funny.
0: the uh, it's also the place where you get the um movie weebs like the really really obnoxious uh, cinephiles posting overly thoughtful reviews of you know like wes anderson movies or something
1: yeah it, yeah I, uh, being a critic i think would be a strange position because like i don't know it's Kind of the role is naturally pretentious. Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to really dig deep into it and stuff like that. It's pretty and pretentious. It's so, a so weird
2: balance there, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it is like the dark part of that side is like it sort of skews pretension. But I think it is counterbalanced by the absurdity. And also, at the end of the day, people are watching the movies. So, like, yeah. it, it's grounded in that. Whereas, like, you take Twitter where it's like it really is just chaos across the spectrum. Yeah. um, But... I don't know. I'm an advocate for Letterboxed, and uh, I'll die on that hill if that gets me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you sold it for me. Uh, I, I've,
1: uh,
0: I've yet to hear somebody disparage Letterboxed.
2: Okay, Probably the closest
0: good. thing to a criticism is what I said, where it's just like obnoxious cinephiles go there. But I mean, also joke reviews are amazing. So,
2: in like some like sort of split the difference and are like equally pretentious. I don't know. It's yeah. It's a little more charming, I think. <laughs> Twitter is currently just forcing me to watch. They just really think I like The Simpsons for some reason, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just giving me. And do you like hate The Simpsons? I, I'm medium. I don't care. I I don't really have any
1: strong feelings, but I get so many Simpsons tweets. I'm like, I don't know what happened here. Is it
0: possible you logged out of your account and what you're just seeing is like the default feed?
1: I no, I, I I think I followed like one guy who was like a writer on The Simpsons, and it just started attacking me.
2: I think it's like very flattering for The Simpsons that like after 30 years, people are still talking about it. Yeah, no, oh yeah, it, it is impressive. Uh,
0: one more thing about I, the cover. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so one of the games listed here on this cover is uh, "Altered Space." That's not "Altered States." I thought for a long time reading this magazine, this is a Game Boy adaptation of the William Hurt movie "Altered States." No, it's different.
1: I, I don't know what that movie is. I don't know what that movie is. Uh, this guy <laughs> goes
0: into an isolation tank and turns into a man, manimal, because uh, of drugs or something.
1: I don't know. Altered States is awesome. It is crazy. I'm always like blown away. Like that doesn't really exist. There's just the billion. There's just ten billion '80s sci-fi movies that I've never watched. Yeah, I,
0: ha- I haven't watched the whole thing, but <laughs> then, I, I was on YouTube and there's a scene where he's trying to cross a small bridge.
1: And they're all and, got, they're and, all yeah, weird.
0: This guy, no, this guy's standing in front of him with a bow staff, and they keep fighting with the bow staff, and they keep breaking
2: do um.
0: <laughs> that was a callback joke I was making a
1: uh,
2: Bell I got it I thought you I really thought I was like oh you're confusing the two movies you've talked about <laughs> I was like oh Weston's just lost and I'm not going to say anything but then when you labeled a callback joke I was like oh unfortunately it just missed That I'm sorry <laughs> um. we'll cut that out of the edit uh,
0: <laughs> wow I've been shamed <laughs> oh wait no that one's early cause we got we got the townie guy advertising subscribing again but I feel like we've talked about him plenty of times
2: is he in Evergate magazine?
0: he's been in like five of them Um,
2: I find him disturbing the wolf boy? yeah oh he's a wolf I thought he was like a goblin oh I don't know I don't know
1: I don't I'm like this is this guy is a Simpsons tweet for me where I'm just being forced (laughs) to see it constantly and I'm (laughs) I'm sick of this.
0: <laughs> Unmask the power animal in you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it is. A be- I guess they don't specify wolf. I-, I think that's just what we've called it.
0: I mean, he's just got beakman hair and, you know,
1: the claw hands. Yeah, it's more of like a bird-like hand. I don't know. I don't
2: know. Yeah, th- that's the thing that messes me up is like he's pretty normal, all things considered, <laughs> except for the hands. <laughs> that's a good point. Like he's a regular guy who they gave weird fingernails to.
0: Do you think he's like an animorph mid trans- transformation?
2: He's the altered states animal guy.
0: Yeah, he's like halfway to becoming a a bird.
2: That's that's a but like not even halfway. He's like the first ten percent. It's he's just like... his hands. So yeah, it, I never it, really the animorph
0: that. has like twelve. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the book covers. Yeah. Like he he's it's the second one.
2: He's literally stage two. He's like in the movie <laughs> The Santa Claus where like uh, Tim Allen like shaves his beard and the beard grows back and it's like well I guess I have a beard <laughs> and he's still normal.
0: That's yeah, a- before he gets the belly that he can't get rid of that just appears.
2: Yeah, he just has a beard, which is a regular feature people have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. If you would have asked me before we, we we recorded what this wolf boy looks like, I'd be like totally deformed, just fucked up wolf guy. It's just his hands. I, I it, it almost makes me feel like maybe like Freddy Cougar is just hands or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't make me want to subscribe. <laughs> nah, no, it's a it's a rough start. Abs-
0: <laughs> <laughs> mailbox and uh, there's a lot of toddlers and old people in the mailbox because yeah. the theme is uh, video games are not just for kids, an idea that they hit over and over.
1: Uh, yes, and so yeah, again, they like people send in letters to this mailbox, and uh, they started doing themes, and this theme is.
2: Babies with Game Boys. I loved this. <laughs> I loved this section. This is the section I read the most. It's um, really good. This is a good one. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of had no notes for it. I like really just, was like, I was sending people screenshots. <laughs> I was like, this is a good magazine.
1: It's, it's a great
2: start. Yeah. Well, was there any baby that really stood out for you? Yeah. Or? Do you have
1: a favorite child?
2: Um, actually the thing I took to them, well, I loved the grandparents. I thought the babies uh, are like, well, that's just a baby holding a thing. They don't act like, I thought that was the person who wrote the letter lying. Yeah. Um, it
1: was just kind of being cute.
2: The thing I liked was, um, the soldier who like lost their game boy in operation desert storm. Yeah. yeah. And so they got a game boy as a quote desert storm courtesy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This game boy, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but. I don't think it's open anymore, but like the Times Square Nintendo store in New York City had this Game Boy on display.
2: Really? Like it, it's it still an, works.
0: It's like an artifact because it still works. It's like oh. It was
1: like firebombed and it still works. And it's them like saying, "Look how impressive that
2: is. It can withstand like committing a war crime."
1: Yeah, yeah. And because like, and he mentions in the note, he's like, uh, he mentions like no one died in this whole thing. But like, would it not be cool if someone like if they, like, use this, like, thing as, like... This is how powerful the Game Boy is, and yeah. people died in the event. Yeah, the you can still Game see Boy. this yeah. guy's
0: thumbprints melted uh, onto uh, the, like, you know, the control pad.
1: Yeah, I'm curious if, like... If, A, they would do that, and, B, that would not be cool, right? They they shouldn't do that?
0: I feel like they wouldn't do it in the next 10 years, but in a 1,000 years in a museum, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Uh,
1: Pompeii. Oh, yeah. interesting. So... The whole idea of like we, we
0: yeah we dug up this guy that died in a volcanic eruption. He's curled around his Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah, so you kind of have to wait until like feelings. aren't So he raw. protected the
0: switch with his life.
2: Um, I don't know if when you guys uh, do the podcast and you tell the listeners, but I feel like specifically what we're referring to is someone wrote a letter, a soldier for Desert Storm. Um. And their Game Boy was destroyed and Nintendo sent them a new Game Boy. Yes. Yes. We were sort of dancing around it. I didn't know if we need to clarify what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah,
0: that, that's a good point. It is a, um, yeah, because I just jumped over it because I feel like I've mentioned it three or four times. on the yeah, podcast. Oh, we the but Boy, they, they have but a picture it, of this Game Boy and it is a melted blackened Game Boy that still powers on. So it's, yeah, and this is a famous thing that you used to slash may still be able to go see in person uh, if you're being a tourist in New York City.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. And then there's a very sweet letter a kid sent about his grandpa. Uh it was just like his, he was talking about his grandpa who uh,
0: oh, this this was so sweet. You're right. I think
1: like had a stroke or something. Like he he had a stroke, but he was able to play the Game Boy with one hand. And uh the kid was like very impressed and thought it was really cool and his his grandpa would always just play this Game Boy and then he got another one and he was like in the hospital and then the kid just gave him his Game Boy uh to his Grandpa, while his grandpa was in the hospital, this is so like, sweet. Really he- sweet. Like especially as like a kid, that gesture, like game was your favorite thing, and you gave it to your grandpa who's hurt in the hospital. I, I kind of teared up. I, I, it's it really, really endearing
2: because it's like how it is. I think one of the hardest things to do is like gifting up. Like if you gift like to your parents or to a grandparent, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. At the end of the day, what are they going to appreciate? Yeah, they like will not just get themselves. And it is, right. I think like, oh, that's a true sacrifice, especially for a child.
1: Totally. Yeah. Like that. I think the meaningful thing for that, I'm sure if I could picture it and, you know, I don't know these people at all. Maybe the grandpa was like, I don't care about this. Kid. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure like the idea was like, oh, that's so this kid gave me his favorite thing. Yeah. To try to cheer me up. That is that is a very nice
0: yeah, yeah, you get such a burst of like how much this kid cares about his grandpa. It's really sweet.
2: Do you guys ever look up cuz they for whatever reason put first and last name and where they're from? Yeah. Do you ever look them up?
1: I actually uh had one person that was um from my hometown oh. and I was like any chance that I have like a mutual friend with this person from uh, the
2: year 1990.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I I'm like uh, is there any way I could like find some sort of like connection there and absolutely not. But uh that
2: was it. Um I think you absolutely I don't know. I feel like I could just as easily put in David P Kerr, Rockville, Maryland and like he's okay, the baby is a baby in the night in 1990, so that would make them 32. Yeah. 31 yeah. depending on when their birthday is. Um I could easily find David P Kerr, right? This like who would now be I don't know, cresting hmm. 60 probably. I think so. Well, I mean, the tough thing is... Uh, Why
0: are you trying to find David?
2: That was just the first name I saw. Realistically, oh, okay, I okay. should be trying to find James F. DeLong, who gave the you Game know, Boy to his uh, alien grandfather.
0: His poor, his poor g I mean, if he was 67 back then, um, what we're going to find is an obituary. It's going to be really sad.
2: Yeah. Of the grandpa?
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe.
2: That's life. Or... <laughs>
1: I think. Thank I, you,
2: Brett. Yes, it's I would true. be more disturbed if the grandfather was still alive. I think. That
1: would be. Um, he's ninety eight.
2: He's like he's like in like a sci
1: fi like tube.
2: Uh, yeah, he's in altered states. Yeah, he's They're in altered states. Yeah, he's animal. Becoming exactly. a <laughs> uh,
0: to, to finish out, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to call out, but uh, I wanted to point out that Nintendo was very grateful that we all narked on the. Uh, off brand game cartridges that were running around.
1: Yeah, they, yeah. there's a creepy thing they did a while ago where they like posted a picture of Mario and was like, hey, kids, you should narc on like, um, <laughs> on like, off brand
0: Christian Nintendo uh, tapes.
1: Yeah, counterfeit things and send it to us and like let us know. And like it was the creepiest, just like Nintendo. Mario, don't make Mario cry. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was why. Just Nintendo's like, they, it's it's crazy because they have power over kids like they can they they have like power here and they can like kind of this control is like a, a, a fifth column what kids do and they are kind of like they're like capitalizing on like we can
2: get kids to do shit for us yeah and it's weird I liked in the little thank you note that it does end with uh, Mario says grazie <laughs>
0: <laughs> who Mario who is from Brooklyn
2: wouldn't he be like crazy <laughs> He's like barely, he's so barely Italian. The etymology behind Mario is uh, complicated and inconvenient. (laughs) Because they, I don't know, I don't know how deep, I'm sure you guys are deeper canon than I am, but he's canonically like not a person. Like he walks alongside people and he's like much smaller.
1: Are you talking about the Mario Odyssey thing with the new Odyssey game? Like he goes to like a city and it's full of, like, normal-looking people
2: and Mario. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. half yeah. as tall as them. Yeah, yeah like them. Like, canonically, he's, he's, like, humanoid, but he's not a person. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I, um,
1: but he's from Brooklyn,
0: and he's 27. Yeah, well, He's 27. Yes, that's the official... He's canonically 27 now.
1: <laughs> the weird thing is, I think, like, since Mario's so big, like, they started making, like, cartoons and movies and stuff, so that's, the, like, in all those things, I feel like built-out lore. Yeah. And all these, like, side games... Where I feel like the other side is the actual Mario games don't give a fuck about that. And so it's like a weird, like, two worlds kind of conflicting, at least the way I I view it.
2: Yeah, it's a cognitive dissonance because, like, I don't know, I guess you see him surrounded by, like, Goombas and Koopa Troopas. You're like, yeah, this is obviously my stasis, and then you're taken out of it. Um, I am now tripping over how he's 27. Yeah. Which. It, like, I am younger than Mario, but I am not that much younger than Mario. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, Mario should be old. He does a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Canonically, all of the adventures Mario has had have occurred in, like, 18 months.
1: Yeah. I think I think as soon as we see Chris Pratt be Mario, I think it's all going to tie together.
0: Yeah, it's all going to make sense then when they yeah. finally show footage from the Mario movie they just delayed for another year.
2: It's not live action, right? No, it's... it's Yeah, I it's, it's going to be animated, right? Okay. I... It better be the I that would be
1: crazy if it was anime. Not animated. only is it live action, but for
0: some nice. reason James Marston is in it also. <laughs> Same as the the Snetic movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. <it was laughs> he's
2: but he both Mario to and them. Sonic's
0: boyfriends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or you know the a, a fun back to the dissonance is Mario's is the only like animate he's he's he looks like animated Mario, but everyone else is people. Yeah, it's like, like more,
0: Detective Pikachu where it's you, like, yeah. It's just Mario's CG and everyone else's I, I, live action.
1: I, that would be better than all live action, actually, for me.
0: I want them to do a soft reboot of the crazy Dennis Hopper live action Mario Brothers movie with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, where to throw fireballs, they just have bazookas that shoot fireballs.
1: from the Mario Bro- Is that how the Mario Bros. movie went? Oh, yeah. Have you? Yeah, I have seen it. Okay, I, I forgot. Have you I, seen I it? I have not seen it.
2: It's, it's one of the best bad movies, in my opinion. Um, in, like... Comp- Cause I'm not a big, like I, like I don't have the patience to sit through like a bad, like I didn't like, I didn't enjoy watching cats or whatever. Or, like, okay. Have you like, you wouldn't want to watch the room? I, yeah, I don't enjoy watching the room. Okay. Then I wouldn't watch it. Okay.
0: What do you think about the, <laughs> what do you think about like the 2017 Power Rangers movie?
2: I
1: haven't seen it. What's your, do you have like an aversion to like, uh, do you feel weird or gross? Lacking at cringe stuff, or is it just you're bored and it's not worth it?
2: Yeah, I think it's the latter. I think it's I'm bored and I'm not worth it. And a lot of those movies are well over two hours. Yeah, And honestly. it's like the joy – because I, I think especially with something like The Room where it's like it's well-tread territory. People are, are laughing already at the things, and it's like, yeah, okay, you're just like wait, – you're treating this like it's a good movie, and it's like incoherent to me. Like I gain no value.
1: I, I, I get that. Yeah, I think – Me and my friends in high school, like my friend was, we watched it a couple times in a row. And every time I watched it, I I was really getting to the point. I'm like, guys, I don't know if I can keep doing this. This thing is long. I agree.
2: Did you, there's a podcast called, it's like the worst idea of all time or something. And the conceit is they watch uh, Grown Ups 2 every week. (laughs) And then, um, then they talk about it. And like... They' I don't know if they're still doing it I think they they did it for a year and then they pivoted to watching sex in the city too okay um but like the, it's interesting because there are episodes where like their lives are falling apart where like they uh break up with their girlfriend and have to move out of the apartment and then they have to watch grown ups too <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really funny um but yeah it it's that sort of bag I think of like. Well, I could be doing anything else.
0: Uh, all right. Now we're here at... Hey, it's, it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, except there's no images of Kevin Costner in yeah. the game because they licensed the movie, but not Kevin Costner.
1: So, yeah, it's just the video game. I
0: This game, I was playing this earlier, uh... This game's like Defender of the Crown or something. It is weirdly deep. It is not just a side scroller or an action game. It has menus. You have to select talk and search uh-huh. and you equip stuff on your character.
1: George, so uh do you you don't really you said you don't get like did you, have you ever played like old shit like this?
2: Like as I like does this get it? Like I don't know. I I say I'm not a no, but I get it. I think I get it. I get the gist of like, you're going around, you're finding shit. I play Pokemon. I was like, it's all side scrolling. You go, you find the items, you talk to the people, you have a battle. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I, I get the gist. It's interesting reading this whole magazine and you're seeing all the games and you're like, this game is the same as the game before that. I mean,
1: I, I play a lot of video games in this era, like these really old ones all do blend and merge together. And yeah. like Wesson said, you can play and be like, oh, there is actually some unique stuff I wasn't expecting. But just from the surface area, everything I see is the same fucking thing every magazine at this point.
2: Yeah, it's like they show the map and they're like, here's where all the items are. And it's like, great, can't wait <laughs> to like, whatever, just arrow over and then select A and now I have the thing. And then I keep going until I talk to the guy who's mad at me.
1: Yep. Will you ever get the same feelings you get from watching The Room with video games? Do you ever feel like I'm wasting my time?
2: Not necessarily, like, it's not that I dislike <laughs> video games. I think it is a, like, A, I don't have a console in my house. I have a switch, but like, okay, um, that's, a, that's a console. It's a console. I know I'm immediately walking it back, but I don't have like, <laughs> I, I'm not like a PC gamer. I okay. like, I think it, it is a, it's like a threshold good or it's like, like I, have to, you have to be like a threshold good at the game. Um, and I think I'm not like I've played like Overwatch or I've played League or like See, online games. Like I've done that. Like I've done everything. Like I've okay. tried it. I think it is just like yeah, it, it is the I haven't passed the barrier for entry of like I want to do this all the time.
0: You haven't found your live game
2: exactly. You should yeah. try.
0: You should try Destiny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what is <laughs> destiny
0: it's it's another live game it's a shooter oh, okay. by, by bungie uh no we we uh we've all played destiny although i took a long break from it because
2: i'm playing elden ring and that's a good game i've heard it's very hard elden
0: ring is it, well it's a souls game so it's like hard like the other ones so it's kind of hard in a familiar way so if you kind of know how to play one of them you have an edge but yeah it, i mean that game's full of shit it's uh it's, it's cruel. Also, the, yeah. the problem with it is it's, like, three times longer than any other game that they've made.
1: Yeah, and the ending's, like, really hard. I had to stop playing. I was, like, literally about to cry, and I had to stop oh, for no. a week. Did like, you beat it? Almost. I'm, like, so close, and I was just bashing
2: my head against a wall. What is the thing better. that stumps you? Like, I, I think as someone who doesn't game, and I'm, like, like it's, it's the buttons, and there's a vague strategy, and it's code. What is the thing that is, like, thwarting? I'm being reductive intentionally because I want to mean,
1: honest to God, uh, one of the things you said is actually kind of – like, the control – like, with specifically uh, Elden Ring, there's two things. So sometimes just a boss is hard, and they just – there's really not room for error. So, like, if he, like – he's going to do a swing, and, like, he's going to, like, wiggle his mustache before he swings his sword, and if you don't dodge right when he wiggles his mustache for the fourth time – you're going to die. Got it. So yep. It's really learning like every fucking moment. And yeah, th- how to this read. boss
0: does 10 things,
1: but there's also the controller stuff. Like honestly, this game is a little finicky and like, there's moments where like,
0: when, when you attack, you're committed to the full animation.
1: Oh um, um, God. And it. there's moments where I'm just like, fuck what? what? Like there's moments where my hand, I, I, this is a podcast, but like there's moments where my hands are like upside down and like, I'm just pressing buttons. Cause the button configurations are so fucking weird in moments.
2: Oh, that feels unpleasant.
1: It is. Uh, There's genuine moments where I'm like, and I know some people would like say this is part of the design and people like this. But there's been moments where I'm like, man, this was just fucking frustrating. And I don't understand what I gained from it.
2: Because I I feel like the satisfying part of playing a a video game with a battle component is it's the satisfaction of I push buttons and now I'm watching a thrilling like blaster zoom. And like, yeah, it is. Whereas what you're describing is like, I have to contort my hands <sighs> to watch something that is like potentially ineffective and like unsatisfying. Like you don't have the immediate call and response thing, which I think in my mind is the satisfying part about playing a video game.
1: Totally. Like the the reason you would do it is because it feels good to get good at. Like it feels good to like hone and craft this skill.
0: This game does not meet you where you're at. This game is like, no, you're going to learn how we want you to play. Um, But when you beat that really hard thing, like you did that. It was
1: not given to you. I've had it described as like, it's really helpful for when you're having like, if you're just like stuck in a rut in life and you're just not getting wins or anything and you just kind of feel like, oh man, I'm just... It's just not happening. Like, just my, things aren't going my way. It's nice to have a game where you that if you really try, you're gonna do
2: things that you thought were impossible, mm-hmm. and it feels good to do that. But if you're in a rut and also this game is beating you down, it just makes you feel worse. yeah, essentially <laughs> yeah. That's that's where I got to at a certain point. But it really is like
1: it's like in life. I feel like sometimes you really have to actually even like grind for almost like a year sometimes to get just yeah. that one like ooh that was all worth it. Or this game realistically six hours at at max and you could be like oh I finally fucking beat that boss
0: yeah but then you're back to I mean
1: so you you get that feedback it's earlier
0: this week I described this game as it's like I have a job in hell and so (laughs) I've spent 85 hours in hell so far and I have another what like 30 to 50 hours to spend in hell before I can stop working in hell I feel that as well
1: yeah so it it can be a little torturous in moments
0: Mm -hmm. It's not Howard and Nestor anymore. Yeah, so... It's Nestor's Adventures?
1: Nestor's Adventures. George, so you probably got nothing of this comic You don't care.
2: I, yeah, it was, uh... I, I, you know, read it. Um, yeah, I don't know, they're telling scary stories, and it's a guy with, like, a, the most receding hairline I've ever seen. Yeah, and a boy with... Re- he's a boy with an unfortunate haircut. Um... And then, yeah, I don't know. Is it narrative? Is this building off no, from it, where we last saw him?
0: It, it is actually.
2: It, weirdly
1: it is. Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> before it was, there was a guy named Howard who like is the lead something of based, this magazine. based on
0: a real guy. He was their warehouse manager slash kind of, I don't
1: know. Well, His, his, his title was market.
0: games master or something.
1: Yeah. I don't know what he was, but that's was,
0: where the bow tie came it from. He was kind
1: of like a marketing thing. And he was also this cartoon character with this boy, Nestor, who's fully fictional. and, they just do kind of like, you know, those classic like, uh, uh, uh dumb, dumb Dennis and and clean Larry. <laughs> like, like it. They, they, they like had the like clean, respectable guy dynamic and the little fuck up dynamic. Yep. Um, and they would it. just like go through like video game scenarios and it was always really bad.
0: Yeah. But now what we have is the, uh, the competent person you're supposed to emulate. Is gone.
1: Yeah, Howard left the company. So now it's just Nestor. Got it. This is the first time.
0: He went to go work at uh, (laughs) LucasArts in real life. Like that's what actually happened to Howard Phillips. So now we're left with this kid, and um, (sighs) he's taken a job working at a summer camp uh, for $25 total and (laughs) three video games a week. Yeah. Okay.
2: I was going to say, this is not, it was not video game related. No, this is the first time in a while. Like, that's,
1: uh, they're kind of like rejump. This is kind of a reboot. Uh, this is a reboot of the like comic, like this weird comic that no one cares about.
0: Yeah. So they're doing, um, this is actually a pretty complex storytelling structure. And I was impressed by it. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're telling uh, campfire spooky stories. And a counselor's talking about this. Uh, there was a radioactive sludge spill or something from a nuclear facility and all the fish in their pond, uh, died except for one that became huge. And Nestor's like, I don't give a fuck about that. Uh, he wants to talk about the hunt for red October, (laughs) (laughs) uh, which, you know, so he tells a tale, uh, you know, about the video game, the hunt for red October and, uh, that's kind of all there is to the comic. Yeah, it's, I I mean, of,
2: I, it, every kid at this little camp fucking hates this kid. Uh, and he works there. He's an employee. He's I, not. He, he's
0: a camp counselor, which I, I think he is. He's like 27. And he just needs to shave. Yeah. He's back. the
2: same age as Mario. Yeah, he's the same
0: age. They're all 27.
2: <laughs> and he, and like also
1: like Mario, I mean, I know he is human because he looks like the other humans, but I wouldn't consider him human personally. He's like, I don't know. He's weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, in, in the Nestor's Adventures movie, he would be CG
1: and all the I, other characters I, I here would be live so. action. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. What, that's, what my t- that's what my choice would be.
0: So, the, the kids are really down with his tale, I think, because they don't realize he's telling a story of him playing a video game as if it were real. And uh, he's talking about how he beat the Russians by hiding under an iceberg. And uh, the other camp counselor is like patting him on the shoulder condescendingly. He's like, I guess you're pretty brave. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny and passive-aggressive.
1: I don't know. I, like... Because um, uh, you don't really know the the backstory, I guess, of, like, the Howard and Nestor. It's like they had... A, it was... Honest to God, they had just a very toxic dynamic between the two of them. Really
2: abusive. How do they know each other, canonically? I,
1: they don't really explain. It's just... It, it really felt like a just bad, toxic relationship he couldn't get out of. Like, he... It... Uh, Howard was really abusive and controlling. How did and Nestor the, was really like? How did the and,
0: killer in the movie Seven pick his victims? Like he just was like you, uh, you you're a sloth.
2: It's like in the it's the strangers where they're like, why did you do this to us? Because like, you were home. Because you were home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. And it really, yeah, it kind of like
0: somewhere. Nestor's parents are like, our poor baby boy just disappeared that one day five years ago.
1: <laughs> I like, I get why like because everyone hates this kid so i get how like a a, a evil person like howard could go see this kid and be like i can control that ki-. like no one i can control his howard is grooming Nestor. yeah that's that's the bad guy oh yeah uh, among and, other things and uh I, I i understand why Nestor would be prime for the pickings on that cuz you know no one loves him and so i feel like that that is that's candy for for, for the old howard master Ugh. so
0: <laughs>
2: so disturbing <laughs>
0: after, after they're all impressed by his hunt for red October story uh, they're like hey you should go swim in the pond with the mutant fish and Nestor's like I don't think that's a good idea which for once I agree with him that sounds bad I yeah. wouldn't want to do that but then like the big punchline I admit this is a really clever callback because they were talking about whether the fish was real earlier uh, he is real but he's tired of eating campers he doesn't want to eat anymore
2: Here's what I'll say about the like the final frame um it is I think it's drawn poorly and the <laughs> yeah. scale of the fish throws it off where in the like forced perspective the fish looks normal sized
0: yes cuz we're really close to the fish but judging by how big the kids uh, behind him up on the dock are that that fish is probably only about
1: a foot long That's a really good I I it, that's fish is supposed to be big was that, was I, that I think
2: that's the intention because it's nuclear like the only thing that suggests it's a radioactive fish is the colors are a little freaky, it's green and pink, and it's uh capable of sentient thought uh, yes. as evidenced yes. by how it's thinking it doesn't want to see all right uh, the fish, fish is also
1: thinking that he was eating kids right he said he's full yeah humans yeah.
2: for breakfast, humans
0: for
1: so lunch he gotta, no he more he yeah. has to
2: be big right if he's eating. Yeah, that, like, it's the assumption. It's the assumption yeah. within the context of the story, but within the, fu- like the frame image, the fish looks regular. Yeah, you're right. I'm not right. going to be a cop about it, but like, you're right. No, it's I, just bad. I didn't clock it as like a big fish, but it is.
0: All <laughs> right, I got a better ending for this comic. I want to pitch it. Okay. Let me see what you guys think. So just remove that entire last row of panels where, he's, where Nestor's waffling and the fish is tired of eating humans. Everyone's egging Nestor on to go into the pond with the fish. First panel, Nestor jumps into the pond. Second panel, there's just him alone in the pond. Third panel, the fish is surface next to him he goes, "Hey Nestor." And Nestor says, "Hey fish." And that's the end of the comic.
1: Okay. Yeah,
2: that's better. Yeah, that's better. What if uh you Should have hired
0: me to write,
1: to write the comic.
2: You should uh revamp it. I think the IP, I imagine, is free.
0: <laughs> After Nestor's funky bowling on the virtual boy, they have not produced another Nestor video game for some reason. No. The- Is he even in Smash? Is Nestor in
2: Smash? He might have like a little trophy.
1: Yeah, I bet he's got I, a trophy. I bet he, I bet there's a chance he's got a trophy in there.
2: Um, what would his powers be? What would the what would his Beebe uh, be combos? When you when
0: you try to when you try to command him to attack to the right, he attacks to the left.
2: <laughs> he just, so he's he, just disobedient and hard to play.
0: Yeah, and then um, he can also damage himself.
2: Got it. So a bad a bad character to play as, yes. or one of the characters where it's like. You know, people are always like Kirby's bad in Smash uh, because he's so easy to use. Yeah, uh, but then like you should be using like Jigglypuff or um, I don't know Mewtwo, even though they're really hard to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, you got to get good.
2: The, he's like a challenge. So you this think he'd like, be like a challenge character? Don't yeah. don't
0: use like uh, Caitlyn. Don't use the easy League champions. You got to go. You got to go with one I, of the really hard ones. I yeah. couldn't see
1: him being easy. I I almost feel like he'd be on a different plane than that. You know how like everyone's like in a two D. 2D like line yeah i feel like he'd be like just behind every like he just exists when you
0: use <laughs> his power he appears in front of the screen he and just starts in telling the,
2: he's you in the wrong sp- layer <laughs> that- i mean as evidenced by how no one can draw him with like p- proper depth perception that that feels uh in line
0: every time you use him as a summon in smash it's him um it just cuts to a scene where he's It's like the bathroom from Silent Hill 2. So he's in a public bathroom looking at the mirror, looking at his receding hairline. He's like, I should just shave. (laughs) But then he's like, nah, that's okay. And he leaves, and then he just goes back to the game. (laughs) Doesn't damage or do anything. Yeah. I should really just shave. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you
1: ready? This is the Beer Break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, Glove up that beer, my friend.
2: Here we, go. Here, we go. Here we go! The challenge is ice hockey. The power is Nintendo. It's as slick as ice, as fast as Fury. Throw in your shoulder, dig in your blade, blast it in, or be blown away. Ice hockey only from Nintendo. All right, let's get
0: back to the guys. Rockin' Cats!
2: Here we go. I uh, I thought this was a fake video game. I thought like (laughs) they occasionally threw in like a fake thing.
1: April Fool's kind of. It really it
0: doesn't look real, does it?
1: I think that that sums it up. It doesn't look real.
0: This is (laughs) a it's a cartoon game, and the aesthetic is very like 1920s 30s.
1: Is this a real uh, cartoon? Does anyone know that? Uh,
0: No, it's just based on you know. Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you have, like, anthropomorphic cat boy who likes anthropomorphic cat girl, and there's a bulldog in a double-breasted suit who's chasing him, I guess. Uh, played this earlier. It's not good.
2: I. It seems like, it, as far as, you know, to what we were saying earlier about how all these video games are the same, it does feel like all the video games are the same, but um, it is, I do like... uh there's like a canon of romance about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's certainly not very progressive, but it really is. The girl cat is like, uh, will Willie and I ever get any privacy? Um, oh,
1: yeah. And she sort of
2: yearns on this little date. But then, the uh, I don't know, they have their little thought bubbles, and the bulldog is just thinking, bang. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Is, is he holding fun, a I gun guess.
0: under I, the tray of drinks that he, he's bringing a martinis by the way yeah Why did he didn't
2: notice
1: the gun yeah I think he's got a gun yeah uh, he's gonna shoot to the them cat. with a gun but it, it also on the right side you see the cat shooting the gun there's like a yeah little animation the gun just shoots a
2: fist. Yeah, it's so I guess, one, of, one of those. So yeah, a cool cat needs a cool weapon. Yeah,
1: like, I guess guns in this world aren't, like, it's not going to kill you. It's just going to kind of bonk your head. Just like the real world. <laughs> this
2: is
0: just, uh, this is like Mickey Mouse in Pi Pi Rules, where it's like, uh, the, the guy, the guy likes the girl, but there's Bluto. Bluto's out to steal Minnie for some reason.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's a weird, like, uh... Or, and, and maybe it's just because it's not the Looney Tunes. Because I feel like Looney, would we say that Looney Tunes is like edgy for compared to like Mickey Mouse and stuff? It's the edgier
2: version of that. Yeah, it's right? definitely a different. It's kind of like the style of like humor. Yeah, yeah the, the
0: humor is a lot more physical than Mickey Mouse was. I
1: don't know. Like the only thought I had looking at this is I feel like every kid who played this game play cigarette, like smoke
2: cigarettes now. I think one hundred percent of them do. I think this section is like uh, this is how we feel about broadly all these video game sections is they they go so much longer than I think <laughs> they have so much to say about each of these games. Yeah. And it's like, you're saying too much. Like, aren't these at the end of the day advertisements? They're not really reviews yeah. or it's like, it's also telling you how to play the game, which feels a little like too much of a spoiler. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, like it's supposed
2: to, gotta,
0: like, in this era, we we needed help because these games are not, they didn't really have kind of the modern, tutorial systems or where games are designed in a way that there's like ludic education where it's like, you know, people weren't doing the thing with Mario. Like even the first Super Mario Brothers was revolutionary because it's like, oh I see a thing, can I jump up and hit it? But they it's time so that you stomp on the Goomba at the same time. So it's like teaching you to play the game by actions that you're just taking. Uh games didn't really do that very much. Well, that's kind of interesting.
2: I, like it is I think by virtue of Coming up in such a screen in your face era, like you are as a baby, like intuitively knowing what like to do on a screen with the buttons. Yeah,
0: Yeah. they're relying on the fact that you played better games to know how to play the one that they're making.
1: Yeah, and this even. Have you ever heard of like the whole like, you know how like Minecraft? uh, Minecraft got bought for like a ton of money by Microsoft. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the reason they the reason why that's so powerful is every kid knows how to play Minecraft. And so you can use that to teach them new things since you can assume they know how to play that game
0: is oh, what that's I've like
1: heard is like, so like if they're trying to like sell like a new VR product, their first app could be like Minecraft and then people will immediately be like, Oh, I know how to do this. Cause I, every kid, like half their brain is Minecraft.
2: That's it's so hmm. crazy that that's the case. Cause it, it is also like, yeah, kids as a result of Minecraft now know how to like code and stuff. Yeah, totally. And it's like, I, can't code for my life. I've actively tried to learn and it is it's so foreign to me. Oh, you just don't? Yeah. I've like tried, I think it is um I don't like that it's so hard to tell where you went wrong, or it's not I'm even not, like you yeah. do something and you get half a result. It's like if you make any wrong thing, you're done.
1: Uh, yeah, because I'm learning how to code right now and like um it is I I actually really like I like I like kind of like I like puzzles and stuff. So I think there's an aspect to it that I really like. But man, every single time it's like I spelled another word wrong. I forgot I got to get like it's all the solution. Sometimes it's fun and it feels like I did a puzzle. Mostly typos. What uh, (laughs) language do you use? Uh, I'm just doing JavaScript. Okay, at the moment. It's my first language. What did you do when you were? I
2: tried Python. I heard that was the easiest. I heard that's like a good entry point. Um, But it was still too hard. Uh, (laughs) And by too hard, I I probably gave it a good hour of like, let me make this work. And I wasn't immediately gratified. And so I stopped. Yeah,
1: what I've been noticing is it's been like, I'll hit phases of like, a couple days in a row because I'm trying to do like six, eight hour days of learning because yeah. uh, I got the time. Uh, that's like school. That's like, yeah. a,
2: that's a day. Six, uh, eight hours is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it,
1: and uh, it'll be like two, three days of just like, this isn't, this sucks. This isn't fun. Then I get two, three days where I'm like, this is really fun. This is the greatest. So it's kind of ebbs and flows <laughs> from I'm having a blast to, because it just, you have moments where you're like, there's so many barriers of entry there.
2: Yeah. I don't know. And it's so necessary. Like, it's where, like, I know I need to learn it in the way that I need to learn Mandarin. And instead, I'm like learning Italian, which is a language nobody cares about. <laughs> why, why do
0: you need to learn Mandarin?
2: Well, I like, people just say you got to learn Mandarin. It's like every, we're all going to be speaking Chinese. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, do you feel like there's actually like if you knew how to code? Because like I'm just trying to get a job that I like that balances well with being able to do side comedy stuff. Yeah. is really what I'm trying to do, and I and I and I like math, so I figure it's a good match. But uh, do you feel like? You feel like you might, you could use it on a day to day basis, even if it wasn't your job.
2: I think, yeah. I think if I knew like JavaScript or HTML, I'd be making websites left and right. Totally, yeah. I'd be like, and this is a website just for me. It's fun, yeah. Um, but because, or like, I don't know. I need to learn how to do the thing where I get rid of the paywall on articles. Oh yeah, that's Um, worth
0: learning the code for. Yeah,
2: that's. I think I might learn just that. Totally, Um, yeah. Not that I don't like supporting publications, but I do think sometimes problematically putting information behind a paywall uh affects like the ability for people to educate themselves. Yeah. Where it's like
1: totally. Yeah. I, um, I agree with
2: that. I don't know. I think especially in like hyper politicized era where it's like, oh, you're withholding helpful information from an expert to a public that will just go to the place they can get it for free and it is probably more problematic information. Yeah. Um, huh. I think that's dangerous. So I think everyone should learn. Either make it free, and just ads should be more expensive for them, or like I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it's like the system is tough. Yeah, cause, I mean, like,
0: freedomeagle.ru is always free, and that's where I get my news.
2: And I've I get that vibe
0: from you
1: <laughs> that you get all your news. From I also like because <laughs> like especially currently. Freedom. I'm I don't have a lot of money currently. So I feel like I do a lot of like back checklist of like all right, here's all the things like I'll illegally watch a movie or uh, download a video game. Like okay, I'll buy that game when I have like it's a checklist of I'll I'll pay back this later.
2: Yeah, oh, and that's s- kind of
1: kind. And so like um I feel like if the, if I used a website a lot and I did like cancel that subscription whatever and I was able to get through that, I I could then if I ever do have money, I could like donate to them or something like that. But for now, I I do, I I I get frustrated. I'm like, oh, I just don't, I don't have money, so I'm not allowed to
2: get certain information. That sucks. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's capitalism, which we can go on for hours about how it's bad.
0: (laughs) We're here at classified information. (laughs) 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 Uh, I actually don't have anything for classified info.
2: These are cheat codes or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, cheat cheat codes. codes. Okay, well, I've never played any of these games, and I never will, so (laughs) it's sort of where I landed of like, Okay, cool. <laughs> I
0: it's a little behind the curtain, but I also don't have anything for Little Mermaid or Bill and Ted. Do you guys? Uh, Bill and Ted looks like a real bad game.
2: No, I've got. I've been when it comes. I've been trying to like get a metric for what the power meter is. Uh, <laughs> for ga- like, game ratings, baby. Which I inferred, but I think it is like uh, it's out of five. Each little thing is out of five. Yeah, and what's yeah. a good. What was a game they would have called good?
0: Uh, those will hit like somewhere in the fours for the different metrics.
2: What is like an example of a game that they uh, like people love? Uh, Mega Man Three, Mar- yeah, Mario, oh, okay. Mario Brothers Three. Three. Okay, I
1: feel like all the threes is when they get it figured out. But yeah, I I don't really pay attention to it to be honest. Like because like they get pretty shitty games. Like it seems like. I also don't trust, I mean, this is an advertisement. I don't know if I really trust the integrity of the power meter, if I'm being honest. They
0: they claimed in another issue that these are kind and of people around Nintendo of America evaluating the games. So it does feel like, I mean, they, they didn't pull any punches with Bill and Ted. They gave that game bad ratings. Play Control 2.2, <laughs> that's one of the lowest I think they've given a game.
2: Yeah, they they gave Little Mermaid... Pretty high, all things considered. It's all like just short of four. It's like a B plus game. So that
0: that one is a that's one of the Capcom NES Disney games where there was this run of Disney games in the late eighties and early nineties that were unusually good huh. because Capcom made them. We talked about that. Ducktails yeah, and that this, Rescue Rangers.
1: And, I'm I'm just interested if because like this whole thing, the whole magazine is just kind of it's made by Nintendo. It's like you have like I immediately assume it's all there's no integrity there. It's like, oh, they're all trying, they're just trying to push marketing and stuff. It's
2: absolute propaganda. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean,
1: and to a level, it absolutely is. But like I do, it is weird that I just automatically assume everything has no integrity, where there might be moments where someone's like, guys, let's really take the, like, let's try to do the power meter. Let's try to actually make it a real thing. And I'm going to just immediately assume it's bullshit. Sure, yeah, and exactly. So any attempt of integrity is kind of lost on me.
0: One One thing, so we've talked a little bit about The 80s, (laughs) Uh, and and like yeah, a lot of what you're talking about. But you know, one thing is that the NES was the first video game system to hit after the games crash that Atari caused. And the reason the Atari games crash happened was because they were shoveling out piles of video game garbage and charging you know fifty seventy dollars for them. You know, the ET game is the famous one that ended up in the landfill, and they. (laughs) recently dug up that landfill and found all the et tapes so nintendo did have a vested interest in saying hey we're trying to put good games out that's why you have the seal of quality
1: that is an interesting flow of like because like for business right like having actual integrity and building good trust and relationships is good for a long business but then sometimes companies get excited just want to be like let's make a lot of money now and then they kind of fuck it all up and that happens with like small studios now when they get like bought like that happened to the CD Project Red with The Witcher and Cyberpunk yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And it's like you can throw you can throw away that trust really easily and it's like it's weird cuz the people who bought it probably just don't give a fuck. They probably made their money and they ruined this company and they're like hey, we made it so it, it doesn't affect us that much but uh uh it is interesting I I am interested in like how Integrity is good for long term business, but I guess there are certain people who can benefit off short term there is right
0: uh, absolutely so so to your point like there there was other there were other safeguards Nintendo tried to put in to limit and it's all it 's all still commercial like you know they're selling the cartridges that the games are printed on, so they make money through their licensees, no matter what, but like they had a rule where you could only put out so many games a year. I want to say it was like Four. I, I don't remember the exact number, but there's certain ga- uh, companies like I think Konami literally made a second brand name Ultra so that they could put out more games a year.
1: <laughs> they, found, they found a loophole.
0: Yeah, that's where that's where Ultra came for. And I think the Ninja Turtle games are all Ultra games, even though it's Konami making them.
1: Honest to God, that that's got to be kind of a fun position to be like. All right, how do we like build trust? Again, for this whole medium, because if they hadn't done it, video games would probably be a lot smaller than they are now, or maybe someone else would have taken the helm. But yeah, it might have,
0: it might have gone more the direction of like in Europe. You had speaking of computers and programming, you had like the Amiga, so you had like these home PCs that became where you played games. Hmm. And as a result, European games from that era all look like this Robin Hood game we were talking about, <laughs> yeah. where it's like they're yeah. all really complicated menu based RPGs.
2: <laughs> yeah. What, Right. Was uh, Atari, like, the game crashed because they had, like, the monopoly on video games? Like, there was no other means of...
0: Huh. They weren't the only ones, because there was, what, ColecoVision, Television. I think they were all kind of... They just kind of drove it into the ground. And uh, part of that... Yeah, part of it was they just shoveled out garbage games that sucked. Part of it was the technology at the time. Like, we talk about how there's not a lot going on with NES games, and there's not. But... Think about games that are even less complex than that that cost, like, $80, you know? Like, why would you – I would feel cheated.
1: And that's a – like, right? That's the thing is, like, uh, maybe, like, in some people's brain, it was like, oh, you bought the $80 game. That's good. They bought it. But what really happened was someone bought an $80 game. and was like, this fucking sucks. I'm not buying games anymore. Uh, Yeah.
0: There's all these stories of, like – Oh, I had three weeks to program this video game. I think that's what happened with the ETs. Like, they just didn't have any time at all to make these games. That's
1: like, do you guys ever feel like this? Like, I feel like that's like a lot of, like, whenever I watch anything bad, like, I'm sure sometimes it's like, oh, the person, the the team in in charge was incompetent. But I feel like uh, my usual assumption is, Probably a time crunch scenario, right? Is that nobody yeah. sets out to make bad stuff. Yeah, right? like well, something, most people don't. This seems like a like management. Like this seems like either like corporate note thing or like some person who doesn't know what they're doing, squeezing, or they just didn't have time to make it good.
2: Yeah, it's either they had too much time or not enough time. Where it's like oh. they got noted to death, and like I think it's why a lot of like. Pilots typically aren't as good because A, there's a lot of information to get across, and then B, because it's like that's the part that's the most noted to death. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And it takes the longest. Um, And then, and it's usually why the vibe is totally different from the rest of the show.
1: I'd be curious if video games could get overnoted in the same way like TV and movies could. Oh, absolutely. Because I definitely know they could get rushed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But. Probably, yeah, honestly. You think
0: about, like, a modern video game where they, they cost $100 million. You know, games cost as much as an expensive show or movie.
1: Hmm. And
0: you think about, like, the AAA games now, like, the the modern stuff that EA puts out or that Activision puts out. I mean, Activision famously has killed multiple game series over yeah. the last several years. Like, Bungie was so happy when they split from them yeah. a few years ago. Um and there's a ton of. It. I was just watching a video about the the old music games, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and that was like, Activision bought the wrong company. This uh, this is <laughs> Wait, you guys. No. You guys okay, so <laughs> when okay, travel back in time to like two thousand three, two thousand four. The only music games that were really popular back then was like Dance Dance Revolution, right? Mm. And there was like a Brand X Dance Dance Revolution company called Red Octane, and they built dance pads. And they also made this game called In the Groove that's like a knockoff of DDR that's released in the US. Uh, Well, Red Octane is like, hey, what if we made a guitar game that's kind of like this Konami-made guitar arcade game they have in Japan, but like do it better, and we'll do, instead of just random... J-pop songs. Let's do some like covers of actual rock and roll hits. Let's let's do it right. So they team up with Harmonix, who had just done Frequency and Amplitude, which are kind of like uh, kind of like DJ games. It's it's a little hard to explain, but um, Harmonix did the software. Red Octane did the hardware. So they were the ones who made the plastic guitars for the first <laughs> Guitar Hero and the second Guitar Hero. Yeah. Activision comes along as like this is a cash cow, and instead of buying Harmonix. <laughs> They bought the guitar, plastic guitar company.
1: <laughs> that's insane.
0: And then they made the Just Tony ask- Hawk developers make a new <laughs> guitar hero game, basically from scratch. So, like, uh, that's Treyarch, right? So, Harmonix then was like, well, fuck this, and they teamed up with Electronic Arts to do Rock Band, and I don't know if you remember that era, but Rock Band, for a long time, was the better, more interesting. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh,
1: That was, like, the... Uh, that it completely, it eclipsed Guitar Hero. Yeah, right? and apparently,
0: like a couple That's years so later, funny. there was an interview with like Bobby Kotick or whoever is like, Oh, yeah, we probably should have bought the uh-huh. other one. Because <laughs> they only met with one company and they're like, yeah. It's them. We're buying them. <laughs> That's so funny.
2: I will say, I was partial to Guitar Hero over Rock Band okay. uh, for uh, two reasons. One, Rock Band, I didn't like the drums. I thought the drums were too loud. Like you could not hear the song and <laughs> they enough. don't sound like drums. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the guitar when you're like, you know, the little flipper thing, the um the guitar here one clicks. Like yeah. it was like kinetic and you knew you were strumming down. Okay. Where it was too smooth on the rock band one. Huh. So like it you didn't have that sort of like satisfaction.
0: Yeah, that first gen rock band controller, the they were not great. They got better uh yeah, no, you're totally right. The clicky, the clicky bar on the uh, the strumming thing is way better in Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero also had a Tool song pack.
2: I <laughs> the band Tool. Do you ever think, less than how you're sometimes a parody of yourself?
1: <laughs>
0: it's it's. Uh, I grew up in Texas. I know what I am, and I think it's pretty funny sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually. Through these.
0: But. hey let's talk about the technology of the super nintendo uh th- this is man this is speaking of technology stuff so this is a feature talking about how good the technology in the super nintendo is mode 7 scaling all how big the sprites are blah yeah. blah blah
2: is it out yet in the Canada? no we're, we're getting there though it's out in japan okay i'm, I'm, I'm like
1: really hoping we get there soon because i'm ready for uh to like have more opinions on the games that we we pop up into.
2: What is like the general time like when does the like uh N64 come out? Like so that hits
0: what 96. So you got about 5 years from this issue.
2: And that's when they start playing with more 3D games. Yeah, that's, that's the intro to 3D. Uh Yeah, cuz a little I'll, bit in Super Nintendo, but it's pretty half-baked. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's, it's kind of half-baked the Nintendo 64 right. honestly, but All 3D back then was. I mean,
0: PlayStation famously couldn't draw polygons correctly. Yeah, so they're all like bent and and blurry and flashing. Did you
1: have like any uh, consoles growing up?
2: Yeah, I I had uh, I had Nintendo 64. I had an Xbox GameCube. Um, So yeah, like I have played video games. I think it's just like I'm not. But you haven't really kept up with it. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm, and I'm versed in it insofar as I used to work for a company that was, like, developing a lot of video games into media. Oh, cool. Um, and so I, I, like, know what's on the market. But as far as physically playing them or, like, yearning to, like, I can sort of, yeah. uh, I can sort of shit my way through a conversation about it. Definitely. Um like
1: but, like this like right yeah you're like <laughs> right now where it's
2: like you'll start name dropping like companies and people and I'm like I don't know who that is <laughs> but I I can put a picture of my well actually at the end of the day you're just talking about business acquisitions which I yeah I do understand <laughs> yeah. oddly enough I don't understand business but I understand business out, so out of you're, this recording
1: passionate about
2: business acquisitions yeah.
0: of- I I now realize we have a lot more in common at the uh, like the business uh, on the business side of things than I thought we did. <laughs> Uh, this is also, and I didn't mention this, but we are at the centerfold. So, one one side of this centerfold is just a bunch of screenshots of upcoming SNES games. I think this is also the first time we've seen Zelda 3 Link to the Past, uh, which, man, I can't wait. What a game. It's, Holy it's, smokes. Yeah, I, probably,
1: I'm going devil back <laughs> in. I, I also like that it's. Um, it's just called Zelda Three right now. I I like how uh, everybody hates naming their thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like ah, we'll do it. We'll do it at the end. Uh, uh, there's also a little square for uh, Sim City. Is that like Sims? Is this the first Sims? Uh, yeah, Sim City was the. Is it the same developer?
0: Yeah, yeah. Maxis is what gave us Sim City. Was their first game, and then that's that. where we got Sim Tower and Sim Ant and. And then The Sims.
1: uh, Yeah, and then
0: The Sims came along, what, like 99 or something like that? And Spore. Yeah, and was that them too? I guess it was, yeah.
1: I I loved Spore as a kid. Uh,
0: I never really played SimCity, but I was definitely... I love Sim Tower. There's something therapeutic and, and calming about building a skyscraper and charging people rent. Business things. <laughs> and I don't er- like every that. Christmas Santa you Claus brings you money. I <laughs> want to
2: qualify my familiarity with business. I I'm not necessarily pro business. I'm pre- I'm, I'm anti capitalism in general. I don't I don't want to be a guy who thinks it's cool to be a landlord. <laughs> I, I don't want that to be my pigeonhole.
0: Hey. Uh, Soldiers can be anti-war. You know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I I am part of the system. I certainly make (laughs) transactions. (laughs) Yep.
0: Uh, Hey, the back of this centerfold is a terrible illustration of Samus from Metroid.
1: (laughs) It is a pretty, it looks uh, like a kid, looks like a child is in that. It looks like it looks like a bad Halloween costume. It's
0: all wrong. They they seem to have drawn the the, the her suit so that it, she has really weird shaped breasts, which is not that's not a Metroid thing. That's not a Samus thing. Like,
2: if there's one thing I've sort of learned from this magazine, it is that they don't understand proportions or, or
1: <laughs> like the
2: drawings are bad. They are honestly, and I I do
1: wonder if like it was harder to do like computer graphic stuff back then, so it was harder to like I don't
2: know
0: like. I, This is the era of, like, for the first time ever in history, gradients are easy to do on a computer. And you can just tell. (laughs) They
2: just loved putting gradients over it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know if it's a technology thing or if it's, like, an incompetency. Do you feel like
2: you have an opinion on that? I think it's an incompetency thing because I think there have been publications in the past where they draw things right. (laughs) Like, regardless (laughs) of technology, it's, like... It's not hard to draw the character you own the image for <laughs> well, yeah. But more like, uh, like if you
1: go if you go to 19, like nineteen or like early 2000s, CGI looks really bad. But now it looks good, right? But also, oh, you can but that's do. a
2: technology thing. I think. I think this where it's print media, the one the, of the oldest no forms of media. There's no excuse. Yeah. yeah, you should draw a thing good and copy it.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's a fair criticism to level at. Nintendo Power many times over because (laughs) this magazine was so popular. Like, we're talking one of the biggest circulations in the country at the time. And this is just like, how in the world do you not have better How are you not spending more money on this? It's
2: interesting. People are
0: paying you
2: to get their advertisements. All their money's going to Nestor. (laughs) Nestor's
0: skimming off the top.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, like, even though
1: that's, like, Activision buying the wrong, like, guitar, it's just it's weird. Like, you always assume, like, oh, they're big so they know what they're doing. But, you know, that often could not be the case.
2: It was and such a, I think, the industry itself was so nascent at the time where it's, like, nobody knew what they were doing. Like, no one yeah. had a, yeah, sort of my yeah. business acquisitions, mind. I guess. <laughs> they could have used a me in the boardroom. They needed a couple. Of <laughs> yeah, I think that would have done it. Is this the first time we're introduced to Samus in the, ever? Is this like a big... No. Thing?
0: Although, okay, so... This
1: would be the second Samus game, though.
0: This is, yeah, it's okay. the Game Boy game. So one thing I will say is at this point, they did not have their one sheets, their their rule set for how to render, you know, Link has to look like this. Zelda mm. has to look like this. Mario has to... I, yeah. I feel like they just don't have that stuff for Metroid yet. There's... Oh, yeah, and at just, this point, I mean, in time, they're they, really
1: just getting that for the main... Like even like Mario and Link and all them, they're still like kind of they'll be deformed every once in a while. They're
0: about to put a Zelda game out where Link has pink hair. Yeah, and that it, he doesn't have pink hair anywhere else. <laughs> like it's just that one game. Yeah, which
1: I actually like though. I think yeah, cool. no,
0: it's one of the greatest games ever made.
1: Um, yeah, I've also looked at the whole Metroid thing. I this is a weird thing that know. Was really into in these in their early days is badass characters secretly a girl twist. Like because there's Metroid, and because I was just playing Ocarina of Time, and it happened with Sheik. Is oh, that's secretly, right. Sheik is, oh, yeah. is secretly Sheik is Zelda. Uh, Zelda.
0: Spoilers.
1: Spoilers. Uh, oh, sorry. I no, haven't I played Ocarina. <laughs> um, but I well, Smash Brothers spoils that. But uh, the, 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 that's right. I know. I, I already uh, knew. I knew. Uh, I knew her secret. Yeah, I just it's just an interesting like trope of theirs. I've, I've noticed.
0: We're here at the Game Boy. Um, I really. The only thing I wanted to say about this Game Boy section is uh, after censoring the Battletoads comic because the Dark Queen had like a bustier on, uh, they have Jessica Rabbit looking really sultry in here. So double standard.
1: Yeah, well, they like. Yeah, I feel like the censorship is kind of up to the. (laughs) It's completely arbitrary. (laughs) I I think everyone's in like different departments. I think like one, like, I don't know. I feel like this is a very inconsistent magazine.
2: I feel like also with this section it's the first time they like have made a swing to capture a, a a voice of a video game where like the Little Mermaid one or the Robin Hood one like there's little elements of like a line here and there the Bill and Ted one that's like little quotes and this is like fully written in Roger Rabbit's voice. Oh, really? oh yeah, it's, like it's got the stuttering. It. It's got all the study, stuttering and like a lot of talk of the world which is interesting compared to like I know literally every other one. Did it make you more interested in this game? Do you think if you Oh did, no, did, 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 did I have gay? I have no Would you desire act? to play any of these games. <laughs> None of these games appeal to me because it does feel like I will simply collect items and then talk to people and then fight who I need to fight. Yeah. Feels-
0: you may not even be talking to many people in these games. There is-, is not that era.
2: Uh, there is, I guess, a a portion of the game that is at an uh, underground nightclub lounge bar uh, <laughs> where you, I guess you watch Jessica Rabbit in pixels perform, which is kind hey. of fun. You never get to hang out in a in a bar in these games. There's, <laughs> there's no hangout functionality. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be fun. I actually like that in video games. I
1: like it when you like uh, a, a game has like small bullshit moments where you're just
0: should make more games for the entire game is just hanging out where it's like coffee talk or Valhalla where it's just like, yeah, you just make people coffee and then just talk to them. And that's the whole game. I mean,
1: weirdly, honestly, I do. I'll do anytime I play a game. If there's like a wood chopping can (laughs) where you can just chop trees i'm gonna immediately start doing that
2: you're gonna cause mass deforestation (laughs) it's a game based on english
0: dramas where you uh have a conversation in the drawing room with somebody where you don't say anything but the tension is there (laughs) and then finally after 10 minutes one of you is like well i guess i better leave then
2: i and i think that is something about this era of video games that like they really were just flipping ip left and right and this goes on for about another like 10, 15 years. Oh, it gets so bad. But like now it's like there is so much media to be adapted or it's happening the other way around where it's like, oh, I would kind of love a Call the Midwife video game or like a Downton Abbey game. (laughs) Oh, man. Can
0: you imagine? Well, the the other thing in the modern era is that you have the tools and the resources so that people can do indie games where they can do stuff. They can do a coffee talk or... You know, a game where it's literally just, it's an upstairs-downstairs show. Yeah. It's an upstairs-downstairs RPG. That sounds great. Upstairs-downstairs stealth heist
1: game. I don't, I don't know what upstairs-downstairs is.
0: That, Downton Abbey, where it's like the wait staff and the rich people that hire them. Oh, okay. That's what it's called, right? Upstairs, yeah, upstairs-downstairs. Yeah.
2: Okay. yeah, it's like status. It's like how in uh, the office, they had the office and then they had the warehouse. Got it. Yep.
0: This next section here on these productivity packs,
2: man. I thought this was interesting. So they have a little Wheel of Fortune style game where they're teeing up you to spell out government agency. (laughs) (laughs) Good catch. But they misspell government. Like as much as there are three spaces left, they're missing four letters.
0: No, the G-O-V-E-R-N-M-E-N-T.
2: That's right. Uh, ver- mm-hmm. Oh, you're right, never mind uh, The fact that <laughs> so it's <great>. government <laughs> agency Is really funny Also,
0: so it's an entire I mean, each of these would just be an app on your phone it wasn't,
1: Yeah, I thought this was interesting Like, So it's a
0: spell checker cartridge And calculator
1: Yeah, so like the whole thing was like uh, Instead of having the cartridge for your Game Boy be A video game, it's literally apps Every single one's a different app you would use As if it was on your iPhone Oh,
2: I was not getting that at all, but that's I think that is good. I, yeah, like, I thought that was cool. I don't know. That seems innovative. I don't. I think that's a really good idea. And
0: I wish it was all one pack instead of five. That seems
1: like a little.
2: Oh, it's five different things. Yeah, so you literally
1: every pack
2: is a different app.
1: It's like it, it, every app is a different cartridge video game that you would put into your Game Boy.
0: They it's, have Frommer's Travel Guide, but it only has some of the cities in the U.S. <laughs> so it's like you get Los Angeles, but not San Diego. I actually tried to find this on the Raspberry Pi because I really wanted to see what the guide has to
1: say. Yeah, about. There's, there's a language translator, translator, a personal organization thing, a <laughs> uh, travel guide, and just a spell checker and
2: calculator.
0: Personal so, organizer. You can have a calendar. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like to like input characters one by one this with a s- control pad.
1: Does it seem like it's ahead of its time and like a a good idea? I think it's a good
2: idea. I think like is like the palm pilot out in this era. This is what
0: I'm searching for right now. See business minds.
2: (laughs) I'm cursed with innovation. (laughs) I'm cursed with considering the competitive market.
0: You've got a hustler's
2: mindset, I can tell. I hate that I grind so hard. (laughs)
0: Let's uh, let's put LCD screens on our cars and hold events for (laughs) cryptocurrency. Uh, so it looks like the first Palm pilot was 1996. So this is actually way ahead of that. There's it, got to have been
1: some kind of comp- pilot. The first, like the first thing you would think of is like, a like, like
2: personal organizer. Um, a little,
0: it's a little handheld. Here's what it looks like.
2: Like a Rolodex. Uh,
0: okay. Got it. Kind of a proto smartphone. Yeah,
1: so my, yeah, my curiosity with this is, are there other stuff like this? Is
0: there is like, there's gotta be something in this era because didn't, um, uh, what was was the, it the Apple Newton? Was the uh, the monochrome?
2: Maybe I like. I was just thinking, like, what is the most personal computer you could have? Like, what is the most like you could have it on your person? And if this is the closest thing to it, it's certainly the thing that most people own, right? At the very least, I think, especially because you already owned it. I know. Yeah, August it's,
0: 1993 was Apple's first PDA, the Newton. So it's still like two years off two from years. that. That's crazy. And
1: like every kid had a Game Boy, so like. I feel like if they had gone a little harder on this thing, I, I think there actually might have been
0: real utility. <laughs> oh, here's one from. Let's see, what we got here 19. I, I can't believe we're going down this rabbit hole, but I'm actually interested.
1: I know. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm sure they don't work really well. Like, I'm sure they're kind of like. But I'm such a bad speller. Give me a. Fr- if, right. if I. I need a spell check thing on me. Cyan
0: organizer 1984. It looks like a calculator, but it can like hold data. So that's a thing that was already out. And but then, could
2: it play games? No. Like that's the, the flip. Yeah, so it's like, do you
0: want a thing that's good at games and bad at being a PDA? Or do you want a thing that's good at being a PDA or bad at playing games? I
1: was thinking about that because a lot of like Xbox in the last generation really went for um, kind of being an everything system. And they yeah. kind of focused less on the games and it did not pan out well. Yeah, that did not uh, go well for them. And I know the PlayStation with the PS Vita Try to go kind of like this is a phone and a thing. Like they they, they came out with a phone that was also could like play Vita game. Like they tried to do the that, everything as well. That wasn't it, the Vita. That was, was like the, the PSP.
0: It's like the the smartphone thing. Oh, it, was that and it ran like emulated PlayStation
1: One games. And that didn't really that didn't really hit off either. So it seems it like go well. Uh, these attempts to make gaming everything have always failed for whatever reason.
2: I guess you could contend ex- uh, like until the iPhone, which yeah. really does it all. Yeah. Yep the the iPhone.
1: What I'm saying I mean, now most, is most, the, the iPhone. I think more people game on the iPhone than the like the the most expensive video game company. I'm pretty sure is a phone. App. Like it's a. I believe that talking about business acquisitions. <laughs> or, I believe that yeah. like extremely, extremely, extremely like high one. Look at uh, us three hustlers and. Uh, it was just for a phone it was just, they they just knew how to do phone stuff they knew they knew how to make phone games with a lot of microtransactions that's crazy i just
0: found out a friend of mine wrote for it wasn't chapters what was the other choose your own adventure totally bonkers Oregon phone trail? game that you see like the ads oh. for where she, it's
2: chat oh it, the like one where it's like oh, my husband cheated on me <laughs> and i'm covered in mud
0: <laughs> clean the mud off yeah,
2: cheat on husband. But in the app it's like they always it's like electrocute yourself. And they, for whatever say it chooses electrocute yourself. Oh man. Those are the weirdest ads. I love them. They're I incredible. want to get the game. I keep putting it off, but I do think I'd have a lot of fun.
0: That one where the two women say that they're homeless and they want to join the mafia and the mafia's like you can, but there's no love allowed here and they're like a
1: couple. I'm actually talking about again to bring Man in- the whole um like bad movie i've actually had more fun playing bad video game like i've found a couple like weird iphone games that i'm like more of 10 people to play and it's been fun i've had fun doing that
2: i think but it it's bad in a way where it's like like the functionality still works right like there's or is it bad in a way of, like uh, this is in it looks general, like shit general
1: but like uh yeah, I don't know. Just, there'll just be some, like, really weird, strange decisions. So I guess it's almost more like a weird – seeing someone's, like, weird creative brain versus
2: – Which I think, like, I would prefer over watching a bad movie because at the end of the day, they're playing the thing grounded. Like, in the example of, like, oh, could you – like, you click electrocute yourself. It's like, yeah, a crazy option, but you – now I have to live with being electrocuted. It's not like – and then it goes away or was like that was just, like, a one-off weird joke. Like, I think it, it creates that, its absurd <laughs> world and then plays by those rules. <laughs> yeah, That's it's what it's I decision.
1: want.
0: Yeah, I, I want, like, some of the <laughs> setup. Like, give me the first two pages of one of those insane scripts and let yeah. me write what happens next. Because I will play it totally serious, like what
2: you're talking about. Yeah. That's what I want.
1: I would also say with a video game, it's nice that you can leave whenever you want. With a movie, you kind of have to like finish it. And yeah. You're kind of like held hostage for two hours, potentially. Yeah. And
2: especially as an ethical letterbox user, I have to <laughs> stay all the way through in order to justify logging it. If I just see a clip of a movie or most of it, I think, oh, I can't log it. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> but I'm a rules guy.
0: Do you guys have anything else on Game Boy? Can we skip ahead to no. now playing? Uh,
2: Page 78. Oh, I had a thing on, there's this Navy Seals game. Oh, yeah. Uh, where <laughs> Based the, on the movie. Oh, re- okay. That's so, Charlie Sheen in the corner. I was not paying attention enough that much. I think it's Michael Bane
0: on the other side.
2: I guess my whole thing with it was like, who are they at war with? And then it's like, the Eastern Mediterranean, so f- <laughs> like France and Spain, which I thought was like okay.
0: Wait, isn't Eastern that's Western Mediterranean, right? Isn't Eastern Mediterranean like Turkey?
2: Oh yeah, I'm sort of re- revealing I don't know how to spell the word government, and I don't know my East and West. Uh, <laughs> then, in which case, I have nothing to say about. Well, I don't know. I guess this goes into like the Desert Storm stuff that we were talking about earlier. But anyway, uh, okay, never mind. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to
0: remind everybody Altered Space is not the movie That's Altered States <laughs> Altered Space is a video game thanks,
1: thanks for the shout out I'm pretty sure I'm out of opinion
0: <laughs> Alright cool let's skip to the contest Player pull content. Finally a contest for me They'll fly us to Nintendo headquarters And give us a Super Nintendo I'm in
2: that's, yeah. all, that's all I want. It's, and there's
1: three grand prize winners. Yeah, uh,
0: all three of us get to go to NOAA and get <laughs> Super <laughs> Nintendos right when they come out. I think
1: mean, that's cool. I feel like as a kid, at least for me, I, I probably problematically was just too into video games. So I feel like this, like, I probably needed to get outside more. But like, this would have been the
2: coolest thing ever. Is it? Um, it's just like a sweepstakes. You just send in a little card. yeah, well, okay, it's, you
0: know. they're, yeah they're, they're, and they're collecting your customer data. They're collecting data. Because so okay. you got to the tell them what in. games you want to buy next and stuff. And uh, yeah, you get to go to an office park outside of Seattle in Bellevue, Washington, or something, and uh, hang out in an office park.
2: Oh, that's why there's so much like C- subtle Seattle stuff in this magazine. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like all the little drawings of cityscapes feature the Space Needle.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, they're they're in the they're not even in Seattle. They're like
2: nearby. That wait, that's really interesting because I also think that explains why like the a general nineties fascination with Seattle. And I think also as a child being really enamored with Seattle, huh. because I think I was subtly experiencing, like I was primed to like Seattle.
0: Ha. Yeah. Cause of this yeah. and Frazier and the short lived James Cameron TV show, dark angel.
2: Yeah. I think it was definitely because of the short lived, uh, James Cameron, dark, James Cameron, dark angel. Jesus Christ. I can't talk. Um, Jessica Alba. And when I was, uh, certainly four or five, I was really taken to that. Same with Frasier. I really took to Frasier as a four or five year old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was a big Frasier fan when I was like 10. So I, it, it hits all generations. <laughs> it's an all ages show.
1: <laughs> time, timeless classic.
0: <laughs> I want to see these smart neurotic people arguing in, in a really nice apartment. Uh,
1: I, I think you guys are being sarcastic, but I've never seen Frasier. So I don't really know. I'd watch Frasier don't for know Cheers any day.
0: Cheers uh, depresses me. Frasier... Reminds me of the '90s, so it's less depressing.
1: I mean, yeah, it is always weird revisiting stuff. And
2: like, uh, sorry, you're you're go- you've traveled somewhere in your brain as if you're like accessing you a really dark memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's always I've gone dark. So weird revisiting stuff. <laughs> um,
1: I, I went dark for a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just stopped talking to the rest of the podcast. Fourth prize: thirty Nintendo Power jerseys.
2: Oh, you don't get 30. 30 people can get one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool, actually. I kind of. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. I would, like, give them to friends. We'd be like a little biker gang.
1: (laughs) That actually would be fun to get, like, six Game Boys. Like a a thing you could share with your
2: friends. Like, if you were gifted, like, a uniform, I think that's kind of funny.
0: This was uh this was a business thing that happened to me uh with the old day job the other day where we were we was like we need we want to get we want to send a new product out so the customers can try it out and if they like it they review it that's a thing that you can do and um so we were supposed to send out 60 products to you know one each to 60 different places and when i was looking at the shipping documents that came through we had sent Sixty products to two places. <laughs> so it's like two customers each got thirty things, and uh, I saw that, and I was like, "That's not good. Uh, I need to get on the phone right now and fix this."
2: That's funny. Did you, know, you fix it, or do yeah, these people have a lot of things? Honestly,
0: or- the the smallest crisis I've ever dealt with at that company <laughs> was very easy to fix.
1: Uh, I think I want to point out that uh, so normally the Jersey they have Howard. Um, yeah, he's showing off the. He's like the.
0: And he tucks his t-shirt in, which is gross. Of
1: it, and I think this is still a picture of Howard, but they've zoomed it and cropped it enough so that he is not <laughs> it uh, in it at all.
0: Plausible deniability.
1: Uh, so it's interesting that they're going to still use Howard pictures, but they're going to. I think they have to cut out his face every time. You saying those are Howard's shoulders and the backs of his so, arms?
2: That, I mean, to be honest, I think that's Howard's body. If I. <laughs> I
0: I had the same thought. Like, I think uh, it's him. I think it's him.
2: I think that's really impressive. I don't, I think if you showed me any given torso, I don't know if I'd be able to attach it to a person. Even if I saw them every day.
1: I think we were just, uh, no shame to Howard, but I think we were noticing him getting in kind of like, he was getting a little chunky, like he was getting a little like, he was getting like a little like,
0: he's a new dad. So he's putting on sure. dad Yeah, clothes. like he, we uh,
1: kind of yeah. saw him transform from, uh, uh, uh puckish, like, puckish a young, like a young manager. warehouse guy to like a dad. Yeah. Like he kind of got a, a little bit of, uh, uh, little dad bot action with Howard. And I think I specifically noticed that. So I think I know what Howard's like. <laughs> That's Howard's muffin you know top. His, his curves.
0: I know his curves. Yeah. Next up, it's counselor's corner. Lots of deja vu questions. Very useful for for a young Weston because that game was hard. Yeah, uh, I gotta say though, these counselor pictures
1: top tier for the um, yeah. And then game play counselors again. So you probably uh, don't know these. It's like people who are paid to. Uh, they,
0: they work in a call center at Nintendo. Oh.
1: And, and they, answer questions. And kids like call in and they will. Uh, Tell them how to beat games. It'll be like, hey, I'm a kid. I don't know how to beat Mario because I'm stuck
2: on this door. Wait, that's kind of a very fun job. Like, I think if I knew about that, yeah, I would it, want to be one of them. It was thought out. People, like, it was, like, kids were constantly, like, asking to be a part of it. I mean, obviously kids, but, like, it... Uh, um, it's interesting looking at a lot. It's like, they've got little uh, counselor profiles. And some of them, their hobbies are playing video games. And it's um, kind of sad.
0: <laughs> uh there's a guy here. I, I just want to point out the dude in the upper left, Ken. Ken Swapman. Uh he looks like an arsonist. I don't know if it's the mullet or the evil joker grin, uh, but he definitely <laughs> yeah, looks like a guy who burns things. A little
2: mischievous. I think it's also another thing of like uh the Seattle of it all, um, I think all these people look very Seattle. they really do His hobbies are rock climbing, playing guitar, and hiking. He's Seattle
0: yeah that's that's <laughs> Seattle in a person
1: yeah I, for sure i don't I really don't know anything about Seattle, but for some reason, I also feel like I do at the same time. like for some reason, there is like a Seattle vibe baked into my brain, even though I couldn't say what that is.
2: it and is I think that it, it's grunge and then also being outdoors.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it's only sunny like 20 days a year. So you have to, the minute it's sunny, it's like, we're going to go on a hike.
2: And the parks are like gorgeous. Like yeah. it is beautiful. I went for the first time recently because um, I have a buddy who lives up there. Did it live up to the expectations? It's different than I thought. I like it. Makes sense now realizing that it's like strictly outdoors, but it's like there's not really a bar or restaurant scene or there is, but it's like it's such an afterthought. Whereas like here in LA, it's like there is such a high end bar and restaurant scene because like. It's the thing to do. Like you can go hike, but like we're in such a like the des, the design of our city behooves that. Whereas the design of Seattle behooves camping and like ah. going to REI.
0: There, there's some nice. You have like the hill. I forget what it's called. Mission, not Mission
2: hill. or Capitol Hill.
0: Capitol Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like places where you can go hang out and bar crawl and like go to a restaurant or whatever.
1: How do you all feel about Colorado? Like living in like. Boulder Like, I feel like everyone from my Midwest town, like, if everyone who smoked weed moved to Colorado and like Colorado, it's, it's like a, that's an outdoorsy lifestyle,
0: right? Yeah.
2: Similar bag, I think. Yeah.
0: It's nice. It's a little like uh, Denver is cool, but it is kind of quiet by, for my standards. Oh, really? I mean, compared to LA. Yeah. It's like sure. Compared to New York City, Denver is quiet.
1: I, I mean, honestly, I think I would love like a mid tier city if I could truly just pick whatever, like I think I'm here cause I really like the community I've met here. And like, I like the comedy stuff going on here, but uh, if I could have any aesthetic, I think mid like a Milwaukee kind of sure, uh, uh, size would be great. Uh,
2: I think by virtue of growing up in Cincinnati, which is like as medium city as it gets. Yeah. I like, uh, I think I've like, I see the pros and cons of it. I think where it's like, I think, especially now that you've lived here, you'll be disappointed by a medium city. Huh?
1: because I've never actually lived in one. I've just visited France.
2: It's like, because they're fun and they have cool stuff, and then rent is affordable. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then, like, it is, uh, you realize, like, when it's slow, it feels very slow. Huh?
0: Yeah. I always feel like I'm missing out. If it's, you know, like going back to Austin. Sorry, Austin. Austin's great. It's a retirement community for twenty somethings <laughs>
2: okay.
0: I was just reading an article about an old TV show there, and that 's how they described it. I do wish I could have lived in Austin in the nineties. I feel like that would have been that would have been it
2: uh, more so than now. you would say now is not the Austin Renaissance then was the
0: no, but that's also like the common Austin thing like you always complain about how when you got there, it was much cooler a decade plus ago. Because Austin is constantly changing and growing super fast. So now it feels it's more techie. It's more like San Francisco. So imagine a place as expensive as here with the, the kind of people who work in San Francisco <laughs> and it's hot as shit all the time.
2: It's all hot all the time. And it's the rejects from the larger cities. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: good life comedy scene, though. It's great.
1: Uh, we're here at the, it's the top 30. Brad, do you want to run us through? And do top five? All right, yeah, top five. Uh, five. <laughs> the fifth spot of the top five games, uh, uh, sales wise, is uh, The Simpsons: Bart versus the Space Mutant. It's not a good game. Does not deserve that spot. <laughs> Bart's and I, uh, uh Mega Man Three is at number four. No,
2: that's uh, a good game. I have uh, a question. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the top yeah, five uh, and sort of leave the listeners laying in wait on what top it, one it, would be. But what are these and I, I also am realizing most of this podcast is just me asking you questions about the magazine because I don't understand. Oh, the, that's great. I mean, it's, it's totally fine. I, 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 it is perfect. What are the points? They have like it's it says five and then three months, which I'm inferring is how long they've been at that spot. Yes. Yes. And then there's in the case of The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants, it's five thousand five hundred and sixty-three points.
1: Yes. So okay, so they've got the whole point system and it's they have like an algorithm that they do uh Based off of uh, pl- uh, players, so yeah. like kids like writing in or something will like say their favorite so, games. So if you
0: flip to page ninety, there's these three columns, and it's where they get the points from. Okay. And so it's players who are like the kids. Pros are what game, game counselors? counselors, I believe, and then dealers are the people who sell Nintendo games. So it's like the buyer at Target the, the, or something.
1: Accu- the use. <laughs>
0: So you'll note that the dealers love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, because the players are buying it a lot.
1: Uh, So yeah, so it's kind of an algorithm between like... uh, It just
0: adds up all their votes. Kind of
1: like your everyday player, you're kind of more critic player, you're more like, uh, I I guess, yeah, like a critic, more uh, more like in-tune taste or whatever, and then just sales. And it's mixed into an algorithm.
2: Got it, got it, got it. Okay, back to the top five.
1: So then... Four, we got or no. <laughs> We're at, three. at three, we got Final Fantasy. And then hey. two, there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, two hey. arcade game, and at the very top, Mario Bros. three can't be stopped. Do you believe that? It's back back at number one. It was at number two, I think, last time. I you'll think.
0: you'll note here there's almost no new games on the chart. It's like the NES is settled at this point.
1: And it is I mean like I'm always just interested in the whole um I think I've already, I've talked about this before, but like uh the difference between a big uh, a big hit and a cult classic because uh, it really does seem like certain games <clears throat> uh, it seems like the games that have the high months because as you see there's like certain boxes have the months in it, and that's how long it's been on the top charts mm. and like any game that's gotten into double digits of that is like a classic game where like a game like Bart Bart's it's not adventure could be like number one Bart's coming and for going. one month yeah. and then be gone forever
0: get out of here Bart because they're gonna get that game and realize
1: totally and so, what, like, what they have. Like I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the um, uh, Ron Funches podcast, The Getting Better podcast, and I think Anthony Jesselnick was a response. But they were talking about how uh, they should uh, always do the Oscars, but for ten years ago, because that's like oh, yeah. the, the the Oscars. The it takes ten years to see what you're still talking about and mm-hmm. what really truly stuck and was good. And I feel the same with this video game stuff. It's like, you know, the the, the our immediate reaction is never completely accurate. It takes about ten years to really see what left a lasting impression.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, even what I'm like able to recognize, like I don't know Star Tropics or Chrysalis, and yet those clearly like had echoing power. I I also think it's interesting. Doctor Mario is on here, and I uh, it's the little. Blurb on the bottom is the doctor is making house calls in high numbers as the Mario bug spreads. I didn't realize that the disease in Dr. Mario is named after Mario. Is it? It says as the Mario bug spreads. (laughs) I I
0: read this as them talking about uh, the Mario fad.
2: Oh, that's
1: for sure what that is. But I love the idea that the disease in that it's called the Mario bug. So
0: you're saying the doctor also invented the virus? Mm, yeah. Yeah, he's like...
1: He's, like, te- it's, like, more of, like, a test patient scenario. Like, he's created a virus and he's also trying to cure it.
2: Yeah, it's, like, uh, I'm sure there's a better version of literature that comps this, but there's an episode of, uh, I think it's Powerpuff Girls, where there's a dog who gets superpowers, but then, like, starts right. putting people in danger and then saving them to look good.
0: Yes. Man, what a show. I hadn't thought about Powerpuff Girls in a while.
1: Wasn't that, uh, doesn't Powerpuff Girls kind of hold up compared like compared to, like, other it has cartoons, to, right? right? That show is it, awesome. certainly
2: politically. Uh, it holds up, and then. Um, oh, okay, is that true? Yeah, like it, people say, it, like it really holds up, and How as does far him as him hold up, the villain. I've heard. Uh, I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say him does not hold up at all, and I've heard that him holds up actually in a very interesting like him, exploration of gender.
0: Yeah, him's weird genderless appearance is never really commented on. It's just him is really disturbing and kind of plays mind games with the girls. That's-
2: but it is the thing of like, they are vilifying what is ostensibly a trans character.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Okay.
2: Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm more of a businessman. I really don't speak on like <laughs> oh, social okay. politics. Um, the, uh, yeah. And then they're doing the live action reboot that I think Diablo Cody is writing. Oh, cool. Man.
0: If they're going to do like... You're pissed. No, just because I'm thinking of so many bad... Because people have been trying to do like, finally, like a grown-up, dark and gritty Powerpuff Girls for a while. And I'm sure that's not what Diablo Cody is doing. I have more faith in her than that. But like, this just made me think of a bunch of webcomic and... No, they actually were developing a thing that was... I mean, it's the same as like doing the... In the last couple of years, that was like that. And it almost got made.
1: It feels like the same thing as like video game movies, where it's like it just for some reason never really works. If if I, I feel like I've never seen a live action adaptation. Sonic Hedhog begs to disagree. I know that's the thing that people, f- and people his are human figuring, husband
0: <laughs> James <laughs> Marston.
1: People are figuring it out, and like video games and movies are still not great, but they're good at this point, at least. Yeah. Uh, at least I've, I like the first Sonic movie <laughs> enough. It was it was fun. It, like it was competent. I've heard
2: the second one's better. Than that.
1: that sounds great. That. Uh, I, I,
0: I have nothing but good. Th- I, I just want Sonic to be good and make money. <laughs>
1: so it would also be cool to see a live action do because like Netflix is doing like a lot of animes getting live action stuff like the Cowboy Bebop one. Didn't, oh yeah, like yeah, like, and Death Note uh, didn't
0: do really well.
1: Yeah, uh, and then there was all the Disney stuff, and I think people liked him, but they' I don't think they had that last. If we're, if we're talking about that ten year rule. I'm pretty sure they're all going to kind of fall. Flat, yeah, right. I think thing-
0: Netflix just has to keep making seasons of Arcane,
1: yeah. and we're good. Is there an example of a hit of that? Uh, do you, does anyone have that at the top of their head?
2: Is a live action reboot that didn't just make money and it has like yeah. critical weight? Yeah. Um, I mean, the Disney ones, people net like like they but it's like cookie cutter fair, um, and they people like them for the VFX or like the costuming. Yeah, like it's always whatever. It's almost more they, like an event. Yeah, it's all very like utility actor overall, like familiar with this. Like, they don't really stunt cast except for like one or two names, and then they always end up like disappointing. Like, they're fine, is sort of the view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love for there to be one good live action anime. I would love, like, I know the live action Attack on Titan will not be good, I know a live action Hunter x Hunter will not be good. Um, I don't know like Live t-
0: action ghost In the show Was real bad Hunter x Hunter Would be tough
2: Cause like I feel like Some of the
1: sh- Shit that they do Would be really Would be hard Like Cause like The, the clown guy Is such a predator And like pe- There's such like a, a, a loose feel And this is like All Japanese media Or at least A lot of anime But like Like weird like like there's a scenes of like a little child going on a date with a full grown woman. There's like people just die and they don't really care. And yeah, like that, it being a cartoon makes it a lot easier to pal like stomach, right?
2: Yeah, it was a a little bit, but I also think it's it's just cultural dissonance. Yeah, you think so? um, but I mean, you look like with the Cowboy Bebop of it all, it's like that.
0: That, that one was yeah.
2: Mm. It. I think there's a world it could have been good. And I think like, but also you're dealing with a very well-loved IP. That's got to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a a minefield just
0: to start with. And um, the problem with that show is the production. Like the original show is shot like everything is a movie. It's hyper stylized. It's super kinetic. There's a lot of invention around angles and stuff. Yeah, And the live action one is like, I don't know, put them in front of a green screen. And it's just flat. And yeah. it's such a bummer, and it's like that—that's kind of the beginning and the end of the issues with it. Where, yeah,
2: yeah. Are you a big anime fan? I uh, yeah, I'm sort of new to it. New as in like over the pandemic, I watched a bunch. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, um, that's fun. yeah. So I like I love like Food Wars or Mob Psycho 100. Like Mob Psycho 100, I think could make a great live action. Okay, anime. I need to check that out. Um, it's fun. It's I think it's only did two seasons. Why do
1: you think that'd be easier to do than say Hunter X Hunter
2: or? Um, I, I think because like functionally you would do it like the the narrative is a little more straightforward. It's like the thing I value about a lot of anime is like obviously every character is like a star. Yeah. Um, but Mob Psycho 100 really just tracks a singular ensemble and it's a little more linear um, and also it's like. I think you could just do it like Marvel style. Like there is a there's a format and there's a metric that exists. Whereas Cowboy Bebop, the only metric that exists are like overcomplicated sci-fi shows. Um
0: well, the- yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's it's the thing where it's like they're starting off from they have this kind of maximalist universe that they're in and it's kind of, they're kind of building episodes around uh musical styles. Like it's really loose.
2: Yeah. And,
0: and like jokes, you know, where it's like, "Oh, this guy looks just like Spike." Ha ha. Yeah, and he rides a horse. Anyways, uh, celebrity profile: Marshall Warfield, the bailiff from Night Court. She's the bailiff, right? Or is that Bull? Are they both
2: bailiffs? Didn't watch Night Court. Yeah, I.
0: There's an episode of Night Court where they are in court and it's just Looney Tunes characters, like animated Daffy Duck arguing <laughs>
1: with the judge. I'm not kidding. Okay, I'm I'm already interested. So is it? It's like a fictional court show that can just go buck wild every once in a while.
0: It's like a sitcom that kind of just went off the rails and became really farcical and absurd.
1: It's, that's pretty common, right? Like, that I, sounds great. I, I want to dive more into that stuff because I've always heard like, the expression, Jump the Shark, where they kind of run out of ideas and they start getting crazy. I feel like there's going to be—I'd like I'd, I'd be curious what the best Jump the Shark episodes of TV are. Like, what are the most—they like? We, they ran out of ideas, the show got bad, but this episode's kind of fun.
2: I feel like we're running out of those. Like, I think just shows don't stay on long enough for, yeah. to like, to allow them to jump the shark. That's a good point. Um, yeah, they
0: just don't get, they don't get the time to go crazy.
2: Yeah, or like people are just policing the quality of their shows. Like, the shows that run over 100 episodes now, it's like, yeah, the later seasons probably aren't as good, but they're not jumping the shark. They're just like, yeah. let's pivot. The, in most recent history, it's probably when they just killed the wife on Kevin Kenway.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what that is but they, it,
2: it was like shitty kevin james uh multi-cam uh yeah. where like very like recently like this was Holy maybe shit. three years ago um and it's like it's the classic like he's kevin james and his wife's a smoke show and like he gets up to antics and everyone's very patient with him yes yeah, um, and then they ran out of storylines for season two because it's a, not a show and, uh, this is season two? This season two. So they, they start the season out by killing his wife. They're like, she's dead now. Let's see what we can do. That's fucking wild. That's
0: funny that you jumped to that or like the...
2: Uh, I want to watch that now. That sounds so funny. What's the
0: name of the post-Roseanne Roseanne show?
2: Oh, the Connors. The Connors.
0: Yeah, because I immediately went to... Well, with True Detective season two, they pushed it into production too fast. <laughs> Or, like, Game of Thrones, where it's like they ran out of books, but they had to keep going.
1: I do feel bad for the Game of Thrones thing. Like, everyone hates them, and like, maybe there's other reasons to hate them and stuff like that. Like, I know there's like other, other things to be whatever, but I would say purely on just executing the end of that show, they had a fucking tough order. And I, I think it, uh, uh, finishing those goddamn books, like, I, I feel like
2: that's hard to be like. It's a big ask. Yeah. yeah that, that, uh, it's
0: the, the, they're, they're a victim of their own success, too, because they did such a good job starting off.
2: yeah Yeah. that
0: sticking the landing became so important and womp womp yeah so uh that's pretty much the magazine i did want to mention i made that reference to kevin costner not being in the robin hood game at the end here gail tilden uh writes the uh to the readers and points out that when they've had to have actors their likenesses appear in the magazine uh the actors and their agents would complain all the time. Like, I guess Batman got them in some hot water. Like the, uh, not Kevin Costner. That's Robin hood. But, uh, Michael uh, Keaton, Keaton, uh, was unhappy with how fat he looked in the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: hilarious. Uh, I also, you always mentioned Gail Tenen. I had no idea who that was. I, every time you mentioned it, uh, I thought she was just some person that was involved that is never going to show up, but I didn't know if she replaced Howard. She That's she didn't is, just right? replace she, Howard. She's is-
0: always been the editor-in-chief over Howard. She So the magazine is fundamentally... Her and Howard kind of stumbled into doing this magazine. Oh, okay. And they'd both never done a magazine before. And, yeah, so she's... And, you know, we, we give the magazine a lot of shit, but, like, she spearheaded this thing that got them this massive customer database and was this hugely popular... Nintendo Power is a legendary games magazine. Yes, and uh, yeah, that was her. So credit where it's due. What um, was Howard's job? He was the warehouse manager. Down, man.
1: Oh, le- like legit, just like so a... He, he started in the warehouse, but I'm assuming I mean, I'm assuming he wasn't still a warehouse when we were reading these.
0: Yeah, no, he became really popular for being an expert on the games because apparently he didn't have enough to do in the warehouse. And uh, yeah, so he became kind of their... He kind of was a public persona as uh, of like an expert. It's like, I work at Nintendo. All I do is know these games inside and out I'm the game master. And that was kind of his job, was to be like the public face.
1: And there's like a lot of pictures of him traveling. Yeah. The they like, like
0: go like, hang out with the Beastie Boys uh, and play uh, Nintendo yeah, with them.
2: Is like public face, is that a job? Like, do companies just. Yeah, like, like a figure, like Flo yeah. from Progressive is yes. a bad example. But, <laughs> but he was. He was like the first Or Jared Flo from and Subway, and I guess is a better example. Both of those guys. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Well,
0: Flo is an actor, you know, first, but she's kind of become. More like Jared from Subway, although.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Is, is Flo where it's It's like a personality
0: because she's been playing that role for so long now.
2: Oh, the, I, saying, I, I like don't th- think she could be in anything else, and I'm not like that's flow from Progressive. Oh, I thought you meant more
1: in like, has she got? Is she doing like crazy shit? Like. No, no, is no, going, no! She, not in the ba- not
2: in the criminal way of Jared yeah. She's from not Subway. like Jared. Okay, because
1: okay, when I hear Jared, I only think of criminal at this
2: point. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about Jared. Well, he was the, still being a only- criminal, but like he was uh, <laughs> a face of Subway for a while.
0: I I don't even know if that's a one to one though, because like it's uh, sort of because he's he's not an executive. He's kind of a marketing. Th- there is. As you know, in the business world, there are people who it's like, this is a public speaking face of the company where it's like, we're going to send this person out to talk about things. But usually that's a person who's like VP of X or some kind of manager. And he wasn't really that.
2: I, then it's probably closer comp to like the bonaparte people. Bon Appetit had a very popular YouTube channel where, like, all the people who work in their test kitchen were like doing videos, and the people like found themselves really taking to their personalities. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. And so it'd be like the kitchen manager, the assistant kitchen manager would like teach you how to make a recipe from the upcoming magazine. And then they developed this like strong cult fan base. And then they had That's this like mass uprising where it was like, wait a minute, all these people are white. Also, they're like co opting cultural ingredients. Also, like, they have racist pasts and like, the c the editor in chief of Bon Appetit is racist, so they like everybody oh, uh-huh. like quit, and then um, they are all doing like their own thing. Some still work for the company, and then they've tried to like recast and refill those roles.
0: Uh, but you can't
1: force that.
2: You can't force it in this. Like they Re-ci- had such like kismet, like lightning in a bottle, and then yeah. now it is like uh, huh. not as good.
1: huh interesting. Reply All did like a whole segment on the. On that, they did like a whole "bon appetit" thing, and it also happened to that. Like while they were doing it, everyone was like, "Well, you do the same thing," and it happened to. The, so yeah. they were as a news organization were reporting on them, and then also a week later, that same thing that they were reporting on happened to them as a company.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the closest modern equivalent that I've seen. So what happened with Howard Phillips is he went to go work at Lucas Arts. So he's now in games production. Somewhere else, after building a name for himself as a personality. And that's kind of what several games journalists have done. It's where they move over to game development. Uh, this has happened with a bunch of people that I used to follow. Luke Smith, who now runs Destiny, was a games journalist. He was a podcaster back in the day. And now he's like in charge of that whole game. Yeah. And uh, on a, I don't know if he still is, but on a similar note, there's people that have gone to Harmonix and other. Like that, that's a really common jump to make. And I feel like yeah. Howard's kind of like that, where he just became known as a guy. And then somebody was like, Hey, do you want to build games? And he's like, yeah, I do. Cool. Dude. Uh, uh, thank you we, so we much. Got, yeah. George, thanks thank for you coming fun. on. Thank you nice, guys man. for having me on. Hey, yeah. where can people find you?
2: I guess you can find me for like comedy stuff. I'll talk. I'm not active on Instagram, but I will promote all the shows I do, and that's at secret secret the word George Saba G E O R G E S S A B A. My first name ends in an S. You can find all like the food pop up stuff I'm doing at food George Saba. Uh, It's the word food and then G E O R G E S S A B A.
0: Cool. That's awesome. And uh, we got to finish with some ratings. What are we rating?
1: Oh yeah, we well we used to like rate how, way, way back when we enjoyed doing the Howard and Nestor bit. We would rate them at the
0: end. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do it anymore.
1: Well, we just don't have anyone to rate any. Like it's it's, but we'd rate either Howard or Nestor one out of ten. And so lately we've been just like every issue grabbing an arbitrary thing and rating yeah. 1 this time out of 10. I guess it
0: would be Nestor and the fish, but I give them both zeros. So. I don't
1: know. Is there anything that you feel like you want to rate out of one out of ten from that anything you've experienced I in, the, rate... in the magazine?
2: <laughs> oh, in the magazine, not just in the world, or in the world, honestly, um, break
1: out of it. What What uh, do you want to rate? Uh,
2: <laughs> we can do. I think the magazine. Is, I'll, I'll the do the magazine, magazine as a whole.
1: <laughs> All right,
2: let's do the magazine is very as a whole. We've never done that. And I think at least this singular issue that I've read, yeah, I would give it. I would give it a three and a half to a four. <laughs> The reason being, I I think it's uh, poorly constructed and I think the art is bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an admirable swing. I think, and I think I've learned a lot, but I would say I learned a lot because you two are very knowledgeable. Um, (laughs) Because we've been reading these. All my context is because of you guys. Reading this in a vacuum is nonsense. And a lot of the points come from the letters. (laughs) I found the letters very interesting.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Three and a half.
1: That. I, I agree. I think the tough, like as we were talking about earlier, like the whole, um, you know, it's hard to make things. They have to make this in a month and it's how many 112 pages in a month.
2: That's every magazine. Yeah, that how true. does every other magazine do it right? Like, I think yeah. that's my issue. Oh, they
1: don't. I mean, come on.
2: Not every, like <laughs> how does every magazine um, at least give me context to what I'm reading in a way that like feels immediately digestible. I think that it, mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like it sounds like I'm hating on it. I think <laughs> it's not like and I know that 3.5 is low out of 10.
1: I no, I'm really, I mean I don't love this magazine, but I also like <laughs> <laughs> I, I just how, read an of the podcast are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, I think I like when this magazine has like really weird sections. Uh and I like video games, but we're still not into the era I like. So I'd probably give it like a 5 out of 10.
0: Can I can I just rate the cover art? Because we didn't talk about the art.
1: the Of the Robin Hood?
0: Yeah, of the Robin Hood. Because I want to... I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a three and a half out of ten. But let me talk about why.
1: I'm going to go four. I'm all to right, yes, give it a four? Generous, uh, yeah. So,
0: first of all, it gets a couple of points because it's just the back of Robin Hood. <laughs> it's not his face because they couldn't use Kevin Costner's like this. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that they... um that they did this thing where they took a still frame from the movie and then painted the illustration over it. And I just, I think it works. So
1: you gave it a three. Did yeah.
0: You, well, I don't think it works well. <laughs>
1: three out of 10. It's like, that's a failure, right?
0: I don't know. What's the scale. Are we talking like,
2: I thought it was out of 10. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. But
0: I mean, like where's the median or whatever? That's oh, like five. what's a good
2: yeah. uh magazine cover?
0: Yeah, like in Pitchfork, five is average, a three right? would be a
2: good album review, right? Uh no. What are you talking about? In Pitchfork three Pitchfork <laughs> three is a bad review. What's a good review uh, uh, in a pitchfork? Like a seven. Like a seven is like that's a good album.
0: Alright, well I'll give it a six. How's <laughs>
1: that? <laughs> there we
0: go. The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyoureplaying.com. That's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. How am I a parody of myself?